shoot up, um, you know, do 10 hours or so to Nashville, hang, uh, well, I guess not hang, I mean, depending on what time it is, we'll see, but, um, you know, we'll pick up Chris in Nashville, uh, and then we'll leave the next morning, and we'll just kind of have to play it by ear and make a decision as to whether we want to just power through and alternate driving. Yeah. Um, and just head straight home or, you know, whether we want to take a, take a break and, you know, crash somewhere. So it's probably going to be the former. I think we're probably just going to power through and we'll just sleep in the car. It's a long drive. I've never done a drive that long. A long way. Yeah, pretty much the same thing, right? Northeast. Have, um, how far are you right now? Are you mid long way down? Nope. Finished long way down. Um, okay. I am episode through episode four of long way up. Nice. What do you think so far? I mean, I, I was talking to my dad about it. I mean, the production is, it literally looks like it was, you know, filmed a hundred years after, you know, the first two series, like the it's quality, jarring. it is, yeah. it is like the quality um, and the technology of like them having to get set up with like actual AV systems in their helmet in the first one. Yep. And it's like, dude, now you just have a fucking GoPro and like a mic and you're yeah. good. And you got your iPhone. Was it, remember in Long Way Down how they had like those shitty Nokias with the GPSs that they must have been doing like an ad yep. form or something. Yep. And you could see a dot on a map and that was it. Yeah. And that to them, that was like groundbreaking. Yeah. It was like, all right, this is awesome. And now they're just riding with smartphones, you know, yeah. waterproof and, and smartphones. The, ca- the camera quality is incredible. It they've looks, got, the drone, like they've got the drone action going. Yeah. Dude, I, I need to go to Chile, Argentina, like Patagonia. I need to go. That's it my next. Incredible. That's my next spot. It just looks. I'll go un, with you. Unfucking believable. Yeah. Absolutely. You got to do some badass hikes with me, though. Or we could just rent <laughs> motorcycles. We'll do both. Yeah. Is this going to uh, be like when you told Tom it wouldn't be a long hike and then four hours later you guys are still hiking? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> All right, can you stop fucking stuffing your face so that the listeners don't have to hear this? three bites left. Now? Three bites. Jesus. How's air fryer? Air fryer? Uh, no, no air fryer today. Oh. Um, so I, I got a, we got a packed show, believe it or not. So I've got... Tons I don't believe it. I don't sound. even know what the hell we're talking about tonight. Uh, I've got tons of sound. I kind of broke it into three categories. The heavy hitters that our listeners love. I've got some political shit. Uh, I've got some COVID shit that we can react to. And then I've got uh, a couple of like just wild like race stories. Or not race stories, but one was a sound clip. The other was a story that we can... You know, you guys can react to. So, uh, and then we've got uh, a couple of random things that we had brought up, right? We got a couple of just random shooting the shit type topics. So, I thought about that a lot today. I feel okay about my choices. All right, so let, let's start there. Um, so, Adam, you can tee it up, right? Sure. Yeah. So, I was talking to Mo this weekend, and I felt like you know. The, the next call was going to be a 911 call and Mo texts me. He's like, dude, my internet's down. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm losing my mind. I'm watching TV on my phone right now. And it just made me think, I think we've all thought about this at one point because clearly we all are, you know, ancestors lived in a world without 
not even just internet, obviously, without Dude, we, electricity. We did as kids without we internet. Yeah, I mean, we had like a computer. I mean, obviously, we weren't old enough to. It was by the time we were like five or six when the internet was really a thing. That was well, in we had like one home. computer to share with the family. Yeah, like, I don't like think a, I had a computer till I had a hand-me-down laptop. Maybe I was like twelve or thirteen, something like that. Yeah, and it was on dial-up, and you couldn't be on the phone the same time you were on the computer. I mean, you know, we're young, but I we're think old lasted up. about two weeks before the viruses got to it. <laughs> so obviously, you know, we're, we're not old, yeah. but well, we're mine. We remember yeah. that. Luckily, no well, tube galore, Pornhub action back then, Jared. Did, we, did those sites exist? Well, Pornhub wasn't a thing, so yeah. it would, would be Alta Vista, just searching <laughs> like. I don't even remember what some of the shit was, but I, but I do remember the family computer just got totally corrupt with like Russian teen whores. <laughs> and there's no way I was getting out of that one. I, I blame my sister's boyfriend. I think my parents bought it for a little bit, but Dude, luckily remember, my own. Comp- what? Oh, I was, uh, I was going to piggyback on what you were saying. So I was going to wait for you to be done. No, I was saying, luckily the, the computer, like the hand-me-down and my own computer I got was like an old Mac from my cousin's. Um, and Max don't get viruses. So that thing was just a porn right. machine for 12 year old Mo. I had no concerns. Well, I just made me think of, there was that one video and I know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That you, I remember when you're like, Hey, I got this video. Let's watch it. I found it. it by accident. Yeah. And you found it by accident and the way it was hidden in the computer. I remember you had to click on like 10 different icons to get it was like it was like a code it was like an old like the da vinci code of, it was something yeah. out of indiana jones or whatever or like the da vinci code where you had to like if you mess up once you're fucked you're never going to find your way out so you had that down you know to to a, a science at that point so that, that was the best happy accident a 12 year old could have asked for i, I think i was like <laughs> down, trying to download a song on limewire and I opened up the song. I don't remember what song it was. And it was like two Latino chicks just going at it with each other. And oh, 12 year old me. And you, and you never looked back. I had never looked back. I didn't even know that was a thing at the time. Yeah. I was expecting to like jam out to some alien ant farm or something. And I opened up that on my computer. No boy. Was that fucking awesome. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, you know, and, and obviously, you know, peak puberty at that point in our, in our lives. So there was a lot going on. Very, quite a shock to the system. Same libido as Adam has now. Exactly. So the question is, what would we do? And I think I said three days. That could be any period of time, really. If you were without electricity for any, let's just say, call it three days. Three days, you knew you weren't going to have electricity, no access to the internet. What would you do? How would you occupy your time and let's just assume that's not going to affect work or whatever. And, and the weather is okay enough. Like not, have a car. Weather, not the worst weather. Sure. You had a car. Yeah. I mean, cause th- that wouldn't affect, you know, not having electricity unless yeah, you have an electric car, I didn't car, think about I having a car. Yeah. So Mo, you said you've been thinking about this all day. I was thinking about the other one, but I thought about this one also. Okay. So why don't you go then? So do we have access to like devices like a Kindle? Like to read ebooks. Well, no. let's just. No. I mean, I would. I would say no. I would say let's assume that anything that uses electricity is pretty much done, except for a car. We'll we'll use cars like the only, the only gimme in this. Scenario. Okay. Well, that that would be tough because I think I could read for a good like three four hours probably, but I don't have many paper books. I just have ebooks, so those are kind of off the list. 
Okay, um, well, part of your answer can be you go to a fucking bookstore and get a book. True, I, you have a car. I can go you to a bookstore. You get the car. You can yep. go to Barnes & Noble or wherever. I, I would certainly do that. Um, ooh, this just popped into my head, and this is pretty good. Well, what, this, this is an older thought. I've always wanted to write a book. I don't think I'd make it very far. I don't think I'd make it very far. Like when I try Genre? and write notes by hand, my hand is cramping after like one page in a notebook. So I couldn't imagine writing a book by hand because I don't have a typewriter and I don't have a computer. So I'd have to write my book by hand and nobody would ever be able to read this book because of my chicken scratch. That is very true. Yeah. Adam so it'd could. be like, you'd need the I fucking think I Rosetta could. Stone for a publicist to read yeah. this. It's the same handwriting. I think yeah, I think you and I write in the same language, so I think I could decipher it, but someone like Ty, who has much better penmanship than we do, we might have a little trouble. So, but here's the idea that just popped in my head, which I think would be good. I would buy a book about like how to build something specific and then just like teach myself how to do it, whether it's carpentry or if I had a lot of disposable income, a camper van and just like pimp out a camper van or something like that, um, which I think would be really hard to do all those things and not have electricity. But I think I can keep myself busy knowing I have a car and access to that stuff. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, right, I mean, if it, were a, if it were a finite amount of time, then I would just take off in the car and... Road like, trip. Basically road trip, yeah. Um, That's a good idea. But if it's a harder thing where it's like, dude, for the foreseeable future, you don't have electricity, like what are my hobbies going to be? I mean, shit. I don't know, man. Like you should get, I, get some keys and well, a synth. So can't, you can't. You need a classical piano. You need electricity yeah, for a keyboard. That's out. So can't like I that. golf, right? So that that's huge. Like I don't need electricity for golf. So you know I could still be at the golf course as much as I wanted to. So that would certainly still be a part of my life. I play basketball, not now in the COVID era, but. I would still do that. So, like, I think sports, you know, recreational sports would take up some of my time. Um, I don't know. Like, I, we, we talked about getting, like, motor, motorcycles, Jared. But, I, you know, if I was had no electricity and I needed to find shit to do, I, I would probably get a, a bicycle, you know, and do some, like, uh, what the fuck's it called? Mountain bike riding? Just, like, through Mountain, mountain like, bike trails. riding terrifies me seeing some of those intense mountain bikers oh, i wouldn't be doing that yeah i mean i wouldn't be taking my life into my hands but no i would you know there's plenty of trails around here that i know you could go out and ride so i think that i would do that too good nice. ideas yeah i mean i would certainly utilize the outdoors because i don't have a bike i don't even remember the last time i had a bike remember when riding bikes like that was like in the summer months or like the warmer months of the school year, like Jared in our neighborhood, we would all just be like 10 of us and we just ride bikes around the neighborhood. Like every day. Yeah. Like it you was just a meet normal... up with people on your bike. Dude, kids aren't doing that shit. At least I don't see kids doing that shit no. anymore. I used um, to do so bicycle I... trips. You guys used to do like the bike path, like you and Rob, right? We went to, uh, we drove from our houses to the Mystic Aquarium. That's fucking far. Shit. I did that little fucking Haro. Um, <laughs> how long did it take pretty much all day it, like we left Shit. at like three in the morning and got there <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> at like you know three in the afternoon or whatever okay but yeah, yeah to your point a... like nobody fucking no that dude, shit nobody yeah. it's not a thing like, and kids are i don't know is it something where maybe we're just so out of loop that kids still do that and we don't know it 
I mean, I, I'm sure that there's still a small group of kids. I mean, but you got to think about it. I mean, in the time of, you know, our bikes, like middle school, you know, the, the only phones people had were like the, the T-Noble, the T-Mobile, like T9 phone where you had, yeah. you know, like there's nothing on it. It's just like those little Samsung, like you, like a razor was considered T-Noble, like T-Noble, Samsung. Well, it was Dude, I mean, think, I mean, what was your first phone? I'm making fun of you mis- mispronouncing two manufacturers, two of the most popular. What did I say? Sam- provider- Samsung. It's Samsung. S-U-N. Oh, what a- yeah. I don't give a shit. And T-Noble. I yeah. It's I can spell T-Noble. them. I guess I can't pronounce it. T-Mobile. That's what I said. You said Noble. All right. Whatever. T-Mobile. <laughs> Samsung. <Because> um, <laughs> whatever. I say milk. Like that's one. That's another word that like I got a lot of shit for. I say milk. I know how I know it's not. I don't, I don't pronounce it the way it's actually spelled, but I just say so you, milk. Why can't been, you just say milk? I could, but I've been saying milk for so long. It would just be... Say milk. Milk. It sounds weird to me. I'm sounds going way with better. Way better. But you I mean... Who says milk? Aaron Langless says milk. <laughs> right. Me and Aaron saying milk. No, uh, who, who, says, who says milk and who says T-Noble and uh, Samsung? What, what was that? Frank the Tank. Frank Fleming, baby. Yeah. Me and Frank Adam are on the Frank same the page. You, you guys could entertain each other for hours, you and Frank. Just looking at each other. Jared, you're one to talk. You're, you're keeping him employed with how many times you're viewing his But content. I think I would struggle to have a conversation with him. Like, it's funny to watch because I don't feel as, like, disgusting fatness and awkwardness. To be in a room with him, I think it would be pretty damn awkward. He's got to smell like shit, too. There's no way. Like, There's no way he's wiping under those rolls. flaps. Yeah. All so right, anyway, sorry, Adam, we, we derailed you. It's all good. You're not sorry at all, but that's okay. The, the lack of things that we had to do at that age compared to all the things that these kids have to do now, I don't yeah. think it's a stretch to say that kids aren't riding bikes anymore. I mean, there's probably a handful, but yeah, yeah it would sure definitely decline drastically. And I'm sure like that, that's something that I bet you there's a stat out there, you know, amount of bicycles purchased. Right, like it, it's, it's a, it has to have declined. I would think decade. that COVID maybe saved the bike industry, but that's Why? about it. They still have phones. Yeah, but I think a lot. Of, I, I'm, not even, I'm not even talking like about kids. I mean, you can't buy a bike. Like you can't buy like a or at least workout equipment first. in general is just yeah. like absurd. But I mean, prior to that, obviously, I'm sure that the recreational. Well, it's just sad because out of it's just, it was the domino effect where some kids had phones, some didn't. All of a sudden, you know, a little Johnny was coming home, you know, and pulling at your uh, pulling at your legs, you know, saying how bad he feels. He doesn't have a phone. He's the only one. That parent caves, and it just trickles on down the hill. And now, yeah. you know, it's the point where it's like you can't not have the latest, you know, smartphone. And you can't not be and, on Instagram. And, you can't not be on Twitter as a kid. As a kid. Even like my little cousins who don't have phones yet. Like it's like Robbo, he's 10. He just turned 10. He's had an iPod touch that does everything a phone does for like at least three years. So yeah, he can't text and call on it, but he could do literally everything else. Anything else. He yeah. could do yeah. like Instagram, Twitter. Oh, he's got, like he's got an Instagram. Yeah. Can you imagine being nine That's years so old and, stumble, so and stumbling across Instagram models? No. You would never look at Sally Sue next door, prepubescent nine-year-old Sally Sue the same, 
ever again if you knew Instagram models existed as a nine-year-old. Yeah, it's just, it's so messed up. It's going to mess it's up people's crazy. minds. Yeah. And, and the worst part is, in my mind, is that, you know, I, I work with a lot of kids that come from very shitty homes and, and we know their financial situation for the most part because we talk to the parents. We, we know who's like getting lunch assistance and all that stuff. So like they, they don't have a pot to piss in, but the kids come in with the newest shoes, the nicest clothes, the most up-to-date phones, like you guys were yeah. saying, like they have plenty of money for that stuff. But when it comes to like paying bills and making sure that the kids have, you know, something in their stomach before they come to school, that's like, that's secondary. A lot um, of fucked up people. I know. I know. Well, you know, you don't have to, you need a fishing license, but you don't need a license to get a kid. So that, that's the only shitty part about that. Have you no, told us wild. yet what you would do? Well, you guys keep derailing me. Because <laughs> every Christ. time I've tried to say something, you guys go Am off I going to have to put a talk time meter back on you? There is no talk time meter. So if you let me finish my thoughts and just ignore me mispronouncing words, we could have gotten through this. I would probably start to brew beer. But I would have to hmm. go. Because that's definitely one thing I want to do. Be a good one. Yeah. I would just have to go to the store, get a book and learn how to actually do it. So, dude, there'd be so many good hobbies we could develop. Yeah, well, I, I think that's, that's the problem. I think, I think you hit just the nail on the head Jared. there. Is that, I mean, you, yes, easier you could just do them. Done, man. It's a lot easier said <laughs> really than done. It's really easy I for agree. you to say. <laughs> like, even but, when I had no internet for, so it was like, what, maybe five hours, six hours on Saturday? I spent probably three hours trying to get it fixed. And the other three hours, I just watched it on my phone as opposed to being even remotely productive. Yeah, right. I mean, we could all pick up new hobbies, but it's one thing doing it. It's another thing. One thing saying it, it's another thing actually doing it. One thing doing, doing it. it. It's a whole other thing doing it. Yes. Doing is one thing, <laughs> but when you do something, you do it. That's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, remember so I would try to... Watch, uh... okay, sorry. This is why I can't get through. I thought you were done. I'm sorry. No. I thought you were done. I'm not done. But I was going to say that I think being in quarantine and being in the quarantine mindset has made me realize how few hobbies I actually have. So I'm saying yeah. I would try to brew beer and I'm saying I would get a bike, but I don't know if I would actually do it. I guess hypothetically. I yeah. Like what I do would. you guys do on the weekends? Like I, luckily I golf. So that takes up such a huge chunk of my weekend. I mean, shit's open around where we are. I mean, it, I mean, at least we're, you know, Emma so aside are, like, from eat and drink, what do you do on the weekends? I eat and those, drink. Yeah, those are 80% of my hobbies. And we'll go for walks. We'll go to like a park and walk around and, and stuff. Isn't that kind of crazy when we think about it? Like, because er, that's what Erica and I are always saying. We're like, God fucking damn it. Like, what do we do? Like, all we do like, when we go out is eat and drink. Like, there's got to be something. We I feel like do. that's everybody our age. Yeah. Like, I yeah. can't think of anybody other than like people who have real hobbies, like rock climbers or something like that. But those that people are always weird. Awful. Yeah. They're always weird. Like that lady who met us camping. And it just like showed up. I was like, I'm going to go for a six mile run. That was hysterical. Like, those weirdos have hobbies. Yeah. You know, rock climbing is racist, right? No. Educate no, me, please. I'll, I'll, no, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you about that a little bit. But just get this little sneak preview. Damn. Um, yeah, well, I guess that's it. I try to brew beer. I'd get outside more. Like like Ty said, if COVID wasn't a thing, I'd be, I'd be in basketball leagues right now. I usually have at least one going on throughout the year. And I haven't been able to do that since March. So that's been kind of a bummer, but yeah, I would just get outside more and probably try to brew a nice double IPA and try to just get fat off the, the double IPAs. I think that's what I would do. I do Diapers. like to drink and I think that's my hobby now. 
I'd, the diapers. I would diapers, baby. I, I would love to revise mine, and hopefully. Nope, point, nope. Sorry, like, you already, no, you already said it. Where I it's don't have electricity, I live in a cabin with like a shit ton of land, and then we can just do all these sweet hobbies at my compound. We can build something. We can update the house. We can brew beer. We can go for hikes. We can ride dirt bikes. Just my own little fantasy factory in the woods. That'd be awesome. I, actually, one quick thing. So you said cabin. JJ Bissett, you guys know him, right? Yeah. No yeah. So on Instagram, he posted a picture. Maybe you guys saw it. Of these, they're in him and his uh, girlfriend. I forgot her name. Is where they're in just like little cabin, like some random cabin, like a big ass window. And he made a post about it. He said, thanks. And then there was a link that was attached. So I clicked on the link just out of curiosity because I thought it was I thought it was an Airbnb at first. Apparently, it said these little tiny cabins, like big enough for probably two people, has a kitchen, like a small kitchen, small bathroom, a bedroom, and that's it. But they're just like planted in like the middle of these random areas. Like this one was in the middle of the woods. It wasn't like a regular size cabin. Did it cabin. look sweet? I mean, it looked kind of cool i mean i would like to have that it's minimalist but it's cool yeah it looked really it looked really neat like it looked like just like something you'd see in an ad but they were actually doing it and they and on the website they just showed them in all these different like random places like one it looked like they were in like utah somewhere yeah. like, where, like where you've been ty or you know like i said in the middle of the woods one, one had mountains in the background like it was just and but they're just plopped and they're i guess easily they're clearly portable and easily you know movable which is great but it just made me think that like i i'm curious how much that would be for like a weekend or whatever and that seems like a cool covid getaway sort of thing i um wow. i just realized i forgot to put my leftovers in the fridge oh. keep talking i'll be back in 15 seconds so they don't sit on my counter for two hours what did you make um well i told ty it was delicious trader joe's buffalo chicken sausage all right hurry up Ooh, i had some chicken sausage from Trader Joe's yesterday, actually. Is there a Trader Joe's by you guys where you are now? Not, I mean, the closest one's on, you know, Bald Hill Road. It's not that close. It's oh, close shit. enough, though. That's a, really? How, how long of a drive is that? It sounds long. Eh, like 25 minutes from us. It's not that bad. Actually, the one in Foxborough is just as close. It's actually a little Holy further shit. away, but it's way bigger, like the one in Patriot Place. So we'll we'll go there. Is it's Trader, like, oh, there's a Trader Joe's in Patriot Place. Yeah, dude, a big one, like the size of like a Dave's or a Whole Foods, but it's Trader Joe's. Wow. Um, yeah, because like we usually we'll go to Trader Joe's just to get like little things. Because I don't know. I mean, you've shopped there, right? I mean, it's it's a lot you of pre-made stuff. Shop. Yeah, like like I guess you could. It's just you'd rather do it at like a Dave's or a Whole Foods, but. We don't go. We go to the the one in Warwick for like little things, but the one in Foxborough, like you could do like a full shop there, as opposed to just like getting little like of their of Trader Joe's like original products and stuff. But I was gonna say, don't say those names. That's true. I'm not. I'm not gonna say them, even though there's one that I get all the time and I love it. <laughs> Trader Me. I won't say it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. All right. Are you gonna? So you titillated us with the, the rock climbing thing. No, is no, that going to be for later? That's going to be later. But so okay. when you brought that up, it was funny because I would have, I, I would have totally forgot to bring it up, and I have no idea why I was thinking this the other day. But 
kind of to Adam's whole, uh, you know, thought provoking question about no electricity, right? And us talking about phones, how much we're tied to our phones, how much it runs our life. Like think about how much, especially in work, like all of our works, Adam's, Adam's included, um, is regimented by time, like time of the day. Yeah. And how much our life is so structured in time and how we always need to know what it is. So I have like a few mechanical watches, right? And so if I don't use them enough, they just stop and I need to rewind them. Yeah. Like to set the time basically every time I use them, right? And I was thinking to myself, like, what the fuck did people do back in the day when there was no, like, there was nothing, you know, digital, right? Digital clocks didn't come out to like the 50s or something like that. Um, like, how, how did people back in the, you know, we'll say early 1900s, like, keep track of time? If you wanted to meet someone at 530, like, how did you know it was the same 530 as someone else's? Yeah. It's a good point, dude. Now everybody yeah. in the world is synced on the same digital clock to the second, right? To the millisecond, and it's been that way our whole life. Well, no, school clocks were always a little off. They were they were never perfect. My school clock's off. It's like yeah, three minutes. yeah. But even even, even a few minutes off. Even then, though, we had a, a phone a phone with us that told us the time, and it told everybody the same no, time. No, we didn't have phones till. Maybe like eighth freshman grade year. in high school. Yeah, eighth grade. Yeah, yeah, eighth grade freshman year we had phones. Yeah, but before that we didn't have phones. True. Okay, well, we were children. We didn't our, – our day was decided for us, not the other way around. And, and like, I guess we wouldn't go by our phone's time. Like I never remember checking my phone for the time in school. I always remember having the clock over the whiteboard. Yeah, but again, like even in school, like, you know, yes, it's – you're paying attention to school time because that's all that matters. You're in school. Yeah. You're outside of school, you don't have school time. And it didn't matter because you were a fucking kid. You didn't have responsibilities. But I'm saying, like, yeah. back in the day, how did you know you were on the same time? Like, you could be 10 minutes behind. Because, like, how would you know if you're fucking... That, hold, that's kind of crazy to think about. I, so I, I, I get what you're saying. Because there was no... Let me pull out my phone Central, and set it to the right. perfect time. Exactly. Because that's what I do now. I set so it to the, the exact what the fuck time. would you set it to? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god! And I just was, went down this like thought loop. I was like, you know, no, I, I was like trying to figure it out in my head. I was like, no, how the fuck did they do that? I was like, how the how the fuck? Who knew? What was the central point of reference? And I, I mean, I said to myself, the sun, but you know, we had to have had established time right like maybe a time on the news you'd, you'd go flick on the tv and say what time is it the, they didn't it have tv that. in the 1900s then, early yeah, 1900s yeah early 1900s. i guess i was just yeah. thinking like when our yeah. parents were younger no yeah, i'm talking point. like 1900s before there was life must have like been world war one incredible time, like no time 1900s. dude yeah like you opened your, your point, shop when you woke when you felt like it whenever you uh, woke up you opened up uh, yes yeah, like as soon as the TV came out, like that was what everyone referenced. Even if you didn't yeah. have a TV, someplace near you had a TV that you could reference the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But before then, well, how I think, the fuck did people do it? If you said, well, yo, let's meet at 10 o'clock at, you know, the, uh, the saloon. Yeah. The saloon, <laughs> the whatever. Saloon in the um, wild, wild west. <laughs> how do I know that I'm going to be there at the same time as you? 
So I think the only thing I can think of, Ty, prior to the early 1900s, what you're referencing, I think around the time of the Industrial Revolution is when time became a factor. And I think like the eight-hour workday, or well, not the eight-hour workday, like the 14-hour the workday back then, pretty much, because there weren't really any limits. But I think when factories started to be built up and the towns built up around them and they were punching clocks, I think that's kind of when, you know, like right. they, so they would that, stop working. When that was developed, like after, like how, how did you develop it? How did you know what time it was? They just decided I mean, I to think start it, at like, okay, now. I think it was, I, I honestly think it, I'm pretty sure it was based on the sun. Like the sun was up, like, all right, I got to get up. Sun went down. Okay. It's too dark to work. So we got to go home. Like, I, I really yeah. think that's now everything's so precise. But back then I just think it was, it was as simple as that. They're just like, right. all right, so well, that's what I mean is the sun's going down. It's almost, you know, it's almost time to go home. So it was basically sunrise, high noon, sunset. That's the really yeah. the only three things you could reference. Well, I mean, so think if we about it. Like, to meet in between those times. I mean, unless they, unless they were saying, I'll meet you a quarter to high noon. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you tried to like, but that's fucking insane. Yeah, it is. That was it probably is. what they did is. Well, how, how else like would that. they have done it? How else would they have judged, judged the. And people the, the were way more patient then. So it's probably when you get yes. there, you get there. That now too. We, we're all just have a stick up our ass from the social construct called time and, and ridiculous levels of anxiety over it when it's mm-hmm. not even real. Ber- maybe that's Bernie's next, next premise. Take away time. Dismantle the element of time. It's. I wouldn't, dis- I wouldn't maybe disagree bring, with him. Maybe bring sundials back. Sundials were big at one point. But that would well, probably mean we have to start time. our work day. With right, but that's not up. like super exact. I mean, no one, you can't, you didn't have a sundial on your wrist. You had like the one central sundial in like the town square. I don't know. I mean, I'm just throwing this out there. I mean, it couldn't be that exact. I mean, I wouldn't even know how to fucking read a sundial. <laughs> Think I don't, I don't know what I'd fucking do. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even know. Like, what does this mean? Like, this part's shaded and this part's not. So like, it doesn't just give you little sun hands. I, thought I don't think it. it shade, I don't yeah. think the sundial worked that way. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's been quite a while since the sundial has been a integral. integral yeah, it was part just like to, the uh, shadow of it. And... Yeah, it was a shadow, and that would be like the clock. But it's still like, if you look up a sundial, what an, it looks what an like incredible a, invention. Good dude, Lord. Those dudes who invented all that stuff, man, unbelievable. Absolutely incredible. We're talking about what would we do with three days without electricity? We have no hobbies. <laughs> These people have figured out outer space and that the earth is round without well, dude, electricity. Dude, think about it. I mean, back then, there was no time. There was no leisure time. Like, you worked to survive. You didn't eat unless yeah. you grew food. You didn't have, you a didn't have shelter unless you built something. Like, you, everything was based on survival. So there really wasn't any downtime unless. Yeah. You know, you were tend. I mean, I would say unless you're tending to the kids, but tending to the kids while you know the the husband have weekends. No, I mean on the farm, no. I don't think so. No, how could you like that? The, yeah, they the can't farm, take a no. day off. No. Yeah, that that's what I mean. Well, like anyone the, that works on a farm or something like that really never has weekends, no matter. No, yeah. So like, before there was things like actual jobs where you'd punch in and punch out. I think Adam's right. That's how. Like your job was yeah. to live to the next day. That was your job. There was, like yeah, you said, there's no, to your point, no when the industrial revolution came about, yes, that provided, yeah, yeah. It's like like this block of time during the day, like when the sun's up, I'm working, and when the sun goes down, I'm going home. 
And that was it. That's what they based it off of. So when they actually decided to say, okay, we're st- everyone now start their clocks. I mean, I have no idea when that happened, but it is an interesting we'll topic. to find that out. Yeah. You know what it makes me think of Ty? Like all the random little like half businesses, half homes in the Philippines, even like diners or like some of those restaurants where they would literally, we'd go wake these people up at seven in the morning or eight in the morning, whenever we'd go there wake them up out of a sleep. They'd start cooking us food and selling us beer so they could make some money to feed themselves. And they never left their house because the house was the fucking business. And then rinse, repeat seven days a week for your, the rest of your life just to be able to feed yourself. Like that's Sounds wild. miserable. Yeah. Like, like you didn't, like, some, like you said, drunk ass American assholes just come wake you up out of a cold sleep because they want some warm beer and to sing karaoke. And, and what's, hey, what's their business. vacation? What's their vacation time? Like Mo? Those people don't get one. Like our right. employee, our employees, they were spoiled. Like they had good industrial, not industrial, but like good jobs with benefits. Labor yeah. Laws. Yeah. Yeah. But most people, dude, no, you're not getting like fucking Malvin and Edwin. They worked twelve <laughs> hours a day, seven days yeah, a week. But they didn't really work. No, but they were on the clock. Would yeah. you sign up for a job twelve Fuck. hours a day, seven days a week? Absolutely. With one week no. off unpaid a year. Fuck. No. But dude, if so, I'm as, them, if I'm them, like that's like by far, I think the best job you could have if you're those guys. Yeah, well, with that, Malvin you know. was a fisherman before that. He was a right, fisherman right. on an island. So he was like, probably the same deal. We caught what we ate and survived. And so oh, now yeah, I'm, he said I'm that. Balling. Yeah. He basically got paid just in fish to eat, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to survive. Get yeah, back on the boat. A fucking bartering system. Rice Jesus. and fish. Oh, and I'm sure God. it wasn't good fish. Yeah, so that I don't that was uh that was just a crazy thought that it's a good deep thought. Mind. Yeah, that'd be a high thought. Um, like, so be something to get high on and talk about. <laughs> Adam's just begging to get high, baby. Well, up. yeah, as long as it's not a 50 milligram cookie, I'm in. You have to tell that story one day. Absolutely, I'd love to. I mean, I'd love to. Considering what I've already told on this podcast, that's pretty that's pretty mellow. So. Absolutely. I'll be happy to. I'll do it next episode. Got, got, got a story for you guys. Story for the listeners. Next episode. Tune in. <laughs> Look at Adam. He's learning. All right. So I'd be remiss if I didn't start, uh, you know, the rest of the program uh, with this for, for Jared. Hey, Marco. How you doing? Surprise, surprise. This is Smokey Robinson. I know you didn't expect to hear from me, but... I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jared. Now, who is Smokey Robinson? He's an old, like, uh, old like jazz musician. Yeah, he's like, like saxophone super famous. guy. Yeah, like really. Super famous. Yeah. Um, so this is a cameo video for those who are Love cameo. What the he's got a creepy voice. Right now. It's like a silky, super creepy, creepy voice. voice. Yeah. Um, and essentially you can pay people to, or pay celebrities to send video messages uh, to other people. Uh, they basically have to say like whatever you want them to say. So this <laughs> is Smokey Robinson uh, sending a message to someone's mother, I believe. And they wanted me. They told me that you used to live in Detroit, across the street from me. And gosh, that's that's beautiful. Um, how are you doing again? <laughs> nice talking to you again, I guess. But anyway, you're living in Vancouver now, and they wanted me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. 
I have to say, I'll be honest. When he first said that, I'm like, I had to think about it. I was like, what is he talking about? And then I just put two and two together. <laughs> For the listeners, in case they can't figure this out, oh my um, God. Jared is crying right now. I don't know why. <laughs> I have no I idea. I was literally drooling, laughing by myself Tanuka, when I when I listened to that. So. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful. <laughs> and what made me think of like Hanukkah is I remember people saying like, like joking like Happy Chanaka, and then it was like, oh my God, he means Hanukkah, but he thinks it's Chinooka. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I do is because I think the Barstool article said something about Hanukkah. <laughs> So as soon as he said Chinooka, I did the same thing. I was like, no. Yes, no. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Uh, Smokey, That's what I said. I was like, Smokey. dude, I would have done the same thing. I've never seen it spelt with a CH like that before. Yeah, I have. I mean, that's like the super traditional way of spelling it. Maybe that's but... the Hebrew way. Yeah, that's the Hebrew way of well, like doing I it. I fucking drool on my Hanukkah. Desk. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, my God. Happy Hanukkah. Chinooka, that was babe. great. Chinooka, man. Hey, we Chinooka. should celebrate Chinooka. Um, so what are your what are your thoughts mo on uh joey joey biden finally being uh officially elected as the next united states president um i I would say i'm probably a little less excited than i was when was election day the 6th of november third third so a little over a month ago, a month and a half ago, I'm probably a little less excited now, to be honest, um, because I feel like, and it's not surprising, but so far, we have gotten zero substance from Sleepy Joe. He's top priority is restoring the culture of America, or the soul of America. The soul of America. And that seems to be about it. So I'm happy to see he finally got his nomination. He won, uh, he won time person of the year. Yeah, him and Kamala. I, yeah. I, I saw like eight different people won that. Were a lot of them spoofs? Yeah, the, those two Maybe. were the actual winners okay. of the award. Uh, who else did I see? And I was, oh, like one was like Burt Kreischer. I was like, there's no way Burt Kreischer won man of the year. So but yeah. um I was happy to see McConnell finally stop being a little fucking chicken shit and like acknowledged it today. I think what Trump is doing, like we're aware enough to know that it's just theater and what he's trying to do is rile up his audience. But I mean, to me, like it really is undermining democracy. Like what he's doing is weakening American democracy and he 100% knows it. Yeah. It's fucked up at this point. It's really fucked up. Like I said, and I think it uh, was probably the show we did the week after the election where I said, you know, I don't really have a problem with him like throwing in those lawsuits, right? Like that happens a lot, but to take it this far where, I mean, we're fucking like however many weeks past, six, seven weeks past. But still you know, zero still, evidence, and, and not a like, gram. Like you said, you, so you looked it up the other day and I had done it before because I'd heard somebody talk about it, but the fucking guy is still the president. He hasn't, like he spends all day tweeting. He hasn't tweeted about the pandemic in the vaccine six weeks, seven, eight yeah. weeks. Yep. Like all it is is just, about election fraud and and like literally him tweeting like we won dude, we're losing like, dude, 3 thousand people a day are dying and he's not even acknowledging it it's, or acknowledging the economy insane. and i mean he has just gone uh, to a whole nother level 
in in this last half a year for me. Like, you know, I, I think if uh, he had been lucky enough not to have COVID, his story would have been different. But the way he handled this all the way through and now how he's handling the election, like, it's just, dude, you're affirming everything. Yeah. You know, that's been said about you. Yeah. Like, if I were his supporters, I'd be like, dude, you're slapping me in the face. You're making me look stupid. Stop. Stop. I think his supporters are eating it up, though. They are loving it. Yeah. So, so listen. Because it's just another big F you to the, to their yeah. mind, to the political establishment. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do you guys know who Charlie Kirk is? He's like a Twitter pundit, young guy, super, you know, right wing, like, uh, you know, super, super Trump supporter. And uh, I, I saw this clip on, on Fox News about him going on there and continuing to uh, try to hammer that narrative. And despite the host trying her best to help him out, this other guy just fucking slaps him down. I thought it was fucking great. Oh, wait. You guys can't hear it, can you? No, <laughs> nothing. I stopped the share earlier because I needed to find something. I never put it back. I on. think Mo's frozen. Mo, are you there? Mo, I'm frozen. You were. Now you're not. You guys are frozen. Can you hear me? Yes. My internet connection, like it's serious problem, sucks in this room. But I got my big heavy desk set up in here now, so I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> yeah. So th- this is the clip. Trump at all costs. And these elections were very much on the margins, especially in Georgia and Arizona. And you suppress that conversation. That is not healthy for our country, Geraldo. All right, so that, so that raises a question. For six, you know, six weeks. Geraldo. We have litigated this for six weeks. Twice we the Supreme Court of the United States before, have rejected Geraldo. it. Nine to nothing, including all three Trump associate justices. But Geraldo, I you think the question is, this. Geraldo, the question is, you know, and I, and I have a, a montage I want to play hilarious. here. And I want to ask you both. You know, who answers to these people? Because we are one country. Watch this. What they're about to show is a bunch of people at Trump rallies. And listen to the way this last woman sounds. And they're using this as a defense of, hey, who's, who's speaking for these people? The real stories right here today. And you're making a part of history. That's all for you folks out there right now. They felt that the Supreme Court should have at least heard the case. I'm from Pennsylvania. My vote didn't count. It's about election integrity. We're from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and the reason we drove here to D.C. was to support our president, Donald J. Trump. We are Americans. We are going to stand up, and it is time that our votes count. So, Geraldo, my point is that the passion is real for these millions and millions of people across the country. And how do you how do you meet them? How does, you know, how does Joe Biden meet them? How does Donald Trump, President Donald Trump address them right now in a way that can at least allow them to feel that their voices are heard, that their concerns are understood? As Al, Al Gore in 2000 lost the election by 500 votes in a single state. He had the grace and good sense when, when it was when it was clear. This guy talking right now, uh, I think he said it before in the clip, but I didn't play it. He is like a Trump supporter as well. Like said okay. that he's like, and I'll touch on it, had a great term. 
you know, which is, you know, that's, you can have an opinion. Um, and he called him his very good friend. And so that, that, that's what, you know, is coming from a person like that. Clear the Supreme Court was not going to go his way to walk away in a way that put the country ahead of his own political ambitions. Donald Trump has so much to celebrate. He had the most successful single term in the modern history of our country. But to persist in insisting against the Supreme Court, against the scores of lawsuits that have gone against him, every single one of them, that he won, that's why these people, they believe him, they love him, they are following his lead. It is the president who is instilling in these people the false sense that they have been gypped. I mean, that was that was what that's what needs to be said at this point. Like, and no matter if you fucking support the guy, saying that, dude. Right. No, no matter if you support the guy or not, like at this point, there's nothing else to say other than that. And so, so he, he goes like on to he's... say here too that Bill, he's like Bill Barr, has not found any election fraud that would even come close to changing the outcome of this election. And he was the only person with a spine enough to say that publicly, Bill Barr. I mean, it's just fucking wild, man. It's nauseating seeing Fox News continuing to run with these headlines and acting like this is real. Like they've created an alternate reality for Fox News listeners. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's literally an alternate reality. Yeah, it's, it's way worse on like their nighttime programming like their nighttime and daytime programming is like two different worlds. sean hannity and tucker Carlson. Or ingram yeah, yeah I mean, it, exactly and that's kind of what you get and you know as much as i hate like the you know people on the other side who are just as fucking insane like this is just they haven't gone this far right now yet. yeah i guess one thing i, I found funny i guess with, with whatever the i don't know the guy's name that was just talking but you know, he, he's obviously blaming Trump for, like you said, instilling this false hope. But at one point, I mean, we know who we know what Trump is. We know who he is. He's going to keep doing this. We, we kind of thought it would die down a little bit, but clearly it hasn't. At what point does it it seems like he's just blaming Trump and not like these fucking morons that are driving from Milwaukee to Washington, D.C. Like, it just seems like, yes, Trump's you know, putting false hope in these people, but these are grown individuals. Like these are adults. These people have mortgages and have jobs. And wow, you're assuming are, a lot there. All right. Well, I would bet a lot of them do. I'm just saying like at some point, where's his, the His point is though, if Trump was not acting the way he's acting, those people wouldn't be doing what they're doing. But you don't think that Trump's already like laid that foundation down for like- Not this bad. Uh, and that's why I said, I think this is like the worst thing you know, this is way worse than his handling of the pandemic in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, agree, disagree. I think the pandemic parts, I mean, but th- this is all nothing. Like we all, we know this, you and you, you and, I, and everyone on here know this, that what they're doing. That's the crazy thing. No, I'm, I'm just saying like most coherent thinkers know that what they're doing is just, it's just nonsense. Like, they, they they have the right to protest and do all this stuff, and they're going to continue to do it well after Biden's inaugurated. But it's not doing anything. And I think it's just getting so much press for no reason at all. 
in my mind. Yeah, like I don't know why people still pay attention to it. Right, that's mind. what I'm saying. Like, like, like it's like, dude, we all know what's gonna happen. There's no way any yeah. of this shit. It's you know. over. It's and, literally over. Think think about um the clip I played. I was thinking about it today of um uh what the fuck's her name? Uh Joy Reid on MSNBC. It was uh maybe the night or two after the election and she was talking about the uh idea right or having the forethought of hey this may have to go to a supreme court and she said you know do anybody does anybody here trust uncle clarence thomas and amy coney barrett yeah and brett kavanaugh to make the right decision right just you know completely lambasting them without any fucking uh you know proof or anything to back up what she's saying and of course the, what do they do the exact opposite when it comes down. yeah they kept it not political, which is like, very encouraging to see. So all that hoopla about Amy Comey. All that shit, dude. Yeah. Was it irrelevant? Being oh, really my nothing. God. People, it's, it's yeah. fucking insane. It, you know the analogy I keep tying all this back to? So it's, I think it's honestly just like a numbers game. So like if you think of this is probably, say, at most, like these idiots who believe this stuff is like the bottom dumbest 10% of our population. Yeah. Like it, So if you were to think like our high school class – like what, 350 people or so, 300 people. Who do you think were like the bottom 30? People who are probably pretty fucking dumb, yeah. right? And I think in a, most of these parts of the country, way worse school systems, way dumber people than that. So that's almost ex- like expecting those bottom 30 people from our class who you didn't even fucking trust to like wipe their own ass to behave like responsible adults here. Like, I think that's who it is. It's almost not surprising when you think about it. It's just numbers game. There's a whole lot of idiots out there. There really is, is if it's 10%, what's that? 30 million. Yeah. 30 million idiots. Yeah. That will blindly follow a president. You know what I mean? It's the same and, people and, who get involved in their pyramid schemes, right. who respond exactly. to those emails for Nigerian princes. It's exactly. all those same people. Exactly. You're right. Um, yeah. That, you know, that makes it, I guess, like a little less fucked up. And, and what Adam's trying to get at is like, you know, these people are fucking idiots no matter what. But now you have these idiots rallying behind, you know, a cause that, like Jared was saying, you know, could. I don't really, I don't, I can't get myself to think it's going to have an actual impact on American democracy. But, you know, it's just not a good look. It's just not what a president should be doing. No, you know, it's an erosion. Country. It's it's not a sw- flip of a switch or knocking down a house of cards. It's See, I don't a, even believe that though. Like, because I, I think, think it is. I think it can be rebuilt. Not that Biden's going to rebuild it, but I think it is. Like this, a hundred percent, a few grand, grains of sand at a time, is taking away faith in people trusting our well ho- politics. I, I think there'll be less to complain about when there's no more mail-in voting, the way it was this year. I think yeah, that, but, that, if it that wasn't voting though, dude, Trump would have found something else to blame this loss on. No doubt. No doubt. But that just teed it up. That was yep. the easiest yeah. thing in the world for him to hammer. Um, and and in, think, in a lot of ways, I think, you know, I, I know we've talked about this too. A lot of these states like kind of opened themselves up to this scrutiny for people to have the confidence to say, well, this is really sketchy. Something could have happened when we, we know that if something did happen, it wasn't significant enough to impact the election. Right. But like if everyone did like what Florida did 
in other states too, but like we use Florida as the example, like we knew on election day what the vote was going to be in Florida. Yeah. Took a whole long time, but we knew it wasn't like these states like Pennsylvania yeah, and Georgia. You're right. That you're, you're definitely right. Two weeks after, I mean, how can you expect, idiot or not, people are going to be skeptical of what's going on within those state houses and, you know, what's happening at the ballots and these volunteers, these people counting the votes, seeing those images on like Fox News and CNN of like the Pennsylvania you know, wherever they were counting the civic center, wherever they were counting the ballots, like it is sketchy. Like I, I think it's ludicrous. It's gone this far, but I think we've already said, I can't blame people for questioning what's going on here. So to Ty's point, I agree with you, Jared, Trump would have found something to latch onto, but if it weren't for these mail-in ballots, I think there would be a lot less for him to latch onto. The narrative just wouldn't have weight to it. Like, yeah, not, every, not everyone can just fall it. back on, uh, you know, suitcases full of ballots and, you know, trucks dumping off ballots, all <laughs> Biden, you know, and everything comes in. No down ballots. It's all just, you know, they have all those pre cut, you know, um, attacks or, you know, quote unquote points they want to try to make, um, you know, and and, it, and it's. It's like sometimes it's like hard to dispel because you see, like we said, these one or two instances, and I'm sure there's more than one or two, but one or two that we happen to find. And it's like, yeah, those are probably real cases of voter fraud. But that's the point is like they're few and far between. and They don't impact elections. And so I think this just gave them that avenue of, you know, it's easy to come up with excuses as to why this was yeah what drove and i'm sure yeah and i'm sure if you went to one of those rallies if you talk to 20 people you would hear like the same one or two arguments coming out of their mouths and none of them have been vetted or thought out they're just regurgitating what they heard on facebook what they heard on facebook yeah exactly fox news none of those are bulletproof arguments no you you, and like we've said like how cool how funny would it be to like just go to a rally oh, like blend dude, in with we the missed crowd our chance. and just soak it all. Well, we, there, there may be more. I'm sure there's 24. Be more. Yeah. I mean, even, yeah, well before that, I think there's going to be plenty more of these rallies and just to be able to just immerse. Stop the steal. Stop yeah, the like, steal. Like, and just, you'd hear like the stat chant, you hear the same, like two or three things like there's fraud. Biden did this. The election, you know, we're saving democracy and, and, and all this stuff. And it's just, it's just, it's just complete buffoonery. 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 When, uh, when's the last, have you guys ever watched late night comedy or late night uh, TV late shows? Late night comedy? Like, like, yeah, Jimmy like Colbert. Fallon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, I used to actually watch the YouTube clips like a decent amount a few years ago. Very little. Before Jimmy Fallon got super gay. Oh, easy. Oh, Jesus. God. What's wrong with being super gay? He's just not entertaining to me. (laughs) What does that have to do? (laughs) Uh, Jesus Christ. I was going to say Jimmy Fallon got super gay. Now that's something I got to bleep out. (laughs) That's fine. Um, So I'm going to play, I'm going to play 90 seconds of Stephen Colbert. Ugh. Uh, what's the other guy? I already forget the other guy's name. Jimmy Fallon. Uh, no, 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 no. It's um, Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers oh, and Trevor God. Noah. So I'm gonna give them each 90 seconds to try and make you laugh, and then I'm gonna let SNL have its shot, and we'll see if we can get a laugh. All right, you ready? Are they, are they gonna say Chinook? <laughs> <laughs> 
game over if they do. Welcome to a late show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Huge news. Just don't have a watch on. Moments before tonight's taping, the Electoral College officially certified that Joseph R. Biden won the 2020 presidential election again. He did it. He's still the winner. At this point, Joe Biden has won the election so many times, he's our 46th president through 51st president. This is also big news because this means after six agonizing weeks, the election is finally over. Stick a fork in the president, he's done. Also, keep that fork handy because poking him in the butt might be the only way to get him out of the White House. And I'll give you the latest whining in what I hope is the final installment of a far too long running segment when hair dye leaks from Rudy's head, throw out all the votes. Depressed and covered in spray tan, throw out all the votes. Go down, bravo. <laughs> okay, I can't. I can't yeah, take it. Yeah, please. Take it. Thank you. I'm not no, laughing because he's funny. I'm laughing at. I can't believe how cringy it is. But you, dude, you didn't think that was funny? I was. You saw my face. I was crying laughing, but not because it was funny. Those guys okay. are cringe. All right. Over one. Let's give Seth a shot. Officially voted today to make Joe Biden the next president of the United States. But President Trump and the Republican Party are still engaged in a desperate attempt to dismantle our democracy. For more on this, it's time for a closer look. As bleak as things are right now, today was a truly historic day that provided at least a few glimmers of hope. This morning, we witnessed the first non-trial COVID vaccines administered to frontline healthcare workers. And man, I never thought I'd be so happy to see someone get a shot. This must be what it felt like watching the moon landing. It was a historic scientific achievement that you just know a bunch of idiot jabronis are gonna say was faked. That wasn't real. Stanley Kubrick shot that. Stanley Kubrick is dead. Yeah, that's what they want you to think. And of course, Trump and his allies couldn't help but rush to claim credit for this medical breakthrough. Why does it seem that Joe Biden is trying to take credit for this vaccine? And don't you think we should call it the Trump vaccine, given everything that he's done? Do they not realize the vaccine is always named after the disease, the polio vaccine, the measles vaccine? If you call it the Trump vaccine, that would mean, well, okay, yeah, okay, they should definitely call it that. Trump has done everything he can to help spread the disease, and when he had the chance to order more vaccine, he passed on it. I doubt. He even knows how a vaccine works. I would bet a year's salary that without assistance and out of context, if he saw the word vaccine, he would pronounce it vaccini. I like my vaccini with clams. That's why I'm not getting it in the first wave. I'm waiting for the clams. <laughs> One time he went up to the... Did you hear that little laugh in the background? <laughs> Wait, no? so this is a serious question, and I, I guess I haven't been watching. So they're not performing, obviously live like they're they're performing from their homes i'm assuming right or without some, an audience i'm pretty sure of, okay yeah. I was imagine like, I how waiting. much they hate their lives right now they're reading terrible jokes to nobody dude, they think they're oh, fucking dude. hilarious they they are not I, hitting their they lives think they are all. dude stephen colbert like gets treated like oprah like he people does. obsess he does. over stephen yeah. colbert and i guess he, if i'm just a comic like i would not want to tell jokes to nobody in a room every night that's why you hear like their producers will laugh for them. And it's, I was like, going to say, cause cause that's the first time I heard anyone laugh. It's like, oh shit, yeah. they're not in front the, of the these, live These audience. shows are all so bad these days, dude. They Over, feel, dude so once they got obsessed with Trump, them. yeah, they make a lot of money. They make, they a, make a, a lot of money. Yeah. 
Oh for two then? Yeah. Okay. Oh for two. All right. Let's see if uh, Trevor knows. Met the Vicini. President Trump has God made it damn. clear that he would not accept the will of the voters and allow Biden to move into his house. Instead, he promised to fight the election results in court, where he was sure that he could count on his hand-picked Supreme Court justices to rule in his favor. Well, over the weekend, Trump got a reality check. The Supreme Court deals a crushing blow to President Trump in his attempt to overturn the election. The lawsuit was attempting to nullify electoral votes from four states that Joe Biden won, Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. The response to the lawsuit came in the first sentence, denied for lack of standing under Article 3 of the Constitution, saying that Texas did not have an interest in the manner which another state conducts its elections. The president had repeatedly said that he wanted his case to go to the so high far. court, particularly after he had appointed a third justice. But the justices decided they didn't even want to hear the case, essentially saying that the state of Texas, Texas, which filed the suit, had no business suing over another state's election. And now Mr. Trump's legal options have effectively run out. Man, I'm sorry, guys, but that is ice cold, like vaccine storing temperatures ice cold. Because not only did the Supreme Court not even hear Trump's case, they announced to everyone that they weren't gonna hear it. I guess bad enough when someone sends you straight to voicemail, but imagine if they then went around telling everyone that they did it. Yo, you see Donald trying to call me? You want me to hang up on this bitch? I'm about to hang up, I'm about to hang up. Oh, he gone. Although to be fair to the court, this is also- Oh my God. I will say that, <laughs> I will say, I, and he's the only one I would oh. say is like, I've seen some of his stand up on Netflix. It's actually funny. He yeah. is funny. But on the show, oh, I don't think he's been funny broken, at all. Man. Yeah, I guess so. So, so I yeah. think I think here's part of the problem: these guys don't write the jokes and they don't pick the topics. So the the producers, for whatever reason, over the last six years, have made it so all these people talk about is Donald Trump. That's it. Every episode, all they talk Every about. Every show is, Trump. is exactly the same. Exactly the same. Every show is years. exactly the same. They haven't talked about something else. So I just think there's not that many funny things to say if all you can do is comment on these topical Donald and they Trump just topics. Keep hammering you with it. I'll get. Well, let's give SNL a shot. So, oh God. SNL. This is one of uh, their famous skits uh, with Wolf Blitzer. They have uh, Kate McKinnon uh, dress up as Fauci, and then some other chick dress up as uh, Doctor Bird or Birch or whatever the hell her name is, Burke. Oh, that's tall lady. Hello, and welcome to the Situation Room. I'm your host, Wolf Blitzer, an indoor man with an outdoor name. Today's top story is the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine, which the FDA just approved for emergency use. It's just like the PS5. Everybody wants it, nobody can get it, and if you're rich, you already had it a month ago. Here to tell us what to expect out of the vaccine rollout are the American Gothic of the whole coronavirus situation. Please welcome Dr. Anthony Fauci and Dr. Deborah Burks. Yeah, yeah, okay, hello, hi. And I am also the reason for the cheers. Let's, let's try to keep the woos to a minimum, please. As you all know, woos spread droplets. Thank you for being here. I understand we're finally getting some good news. Yes, the vaccine is approved, and I am officially joining the Biden administration to continue the fight against COVID. 
And I think I'll be joining as well, right? <laughs> Remember when Trump said to inject bleach and I did a stanky little face? <laughs> and I almost whispered no. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Ugh. Not even remotely comical. Yeah. And, and, like, and that's and that's too bad because like there was a time, and I'll, I'll be I'll be the first to admit, it, like I used to watch SNL like all the time when I was younger, and that's gotten worse and worse. It's just it really has like it's, it's, it's fallen off. It's unwatchable. It's fallen <laughs> Dude, it off so much. Yeah, it really is. It's like the there's same a, there's thing an, as the late night comedy shows. It's yeah. just the same yeah. fucking shit. Day after day after day. This safe as can be, so topical, no depth behind it whatsoever, can't offend anybody. This whitewashed liberal, what they call comedy. Just here's my, here, brutal. Holy here's my shit. thoughts on all of what you just showed. So this is why I'm 100% confident that the big media companies are not going to be relevant in the future with like the democratization and and everything being digital, those com- shows spend, I, if you were to put those four shows together, tens of millions of dollars every week to make episodes easily. I know, I'm sure like those, we said, don't you think they're making that much money? They are, they are. But I guarantee you content, we would go to find a random YouTube video on Andrew Scholes or Tony Hinchcliffe's YouTube page is 10 times funnier oh, not and more close. entertaining it's, it's than that. A thousand trillion times funnier. Yeah. And I know we're not close to being the eyeballs being there yet, but dude, eventually, like, people are it's not, not even just... remotely close right now. No, but eventually, people are not going to watch this sanitized, whitewashed bullshit, and the advertisement dollars are going to shift to what people actually want. But there's going to be no middleman. The little middleman yeah. will be YouTube and Instagram and shit like that. Patreon, I'm sure they'll but. just be just as fucking. Eventually, liberal. they will. But like, it's just insane that they spent so much fucking money on those shows. I can't imagine what those comics make. Those um, hosts, a hundred million dollars a year, or something fifty yeah. million a year. Can't imagine. Like insane at the very money. At the very least, like literally, like Seth Meyers, Steve Colbert, Trevor Noah, Jimmy Kimmel. Will we throw him in that? Oh, he's he's yeah. awful. He's okay. a shrill. He used to run the Man Show. I know the Man Show. Actually, funny dude. He sold Spike out. TV man. Yeah, that, that was sold great. out. Fucking but like wink. It almost seems like I don't know. Not not that they would ever do this, but obviously, all four of those shows are far left. I wouldn't even say far left. They're just like liberal shows, like you said. Yeah, they're mainstream media shows. liberal. They should have like a a far right show. All right, like just have like the. Like another show, like another late or, or, or just or just offering the opposite a centrist opinion. show. But that too, that too. That's all saying, people like, want. Like make fun yeah. of both. See, it's, we say both that things really funny on both sides. We, I, I think we want that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that do want that centrist view. But dude, there's a lot of people that eat that shit up. It's the same people that watch like fucking Young Sheldon and The Masked Singer, <laughs> like all these dumbass shows on the same networks. Yeah. You mean like SNL as it's constituted now, you mean? Yeah. I feel like yeah. just crazy liberals watch Young Sheldon. I don't, I don't feel like middle America and watches just, Young Sheldon. I think, a, dude, a lot of people watch. I mean, I don't know Young what the names are. A lot of people watch Young Sheldon. <laughs> that's, like, that's what I'll do next. I'll get uh, some, some 
highlights the basically what they play on commercials for some of the um, network television shows, right? Network now. television right. shows, yeah. Like, Bob like do you guys Hart's see the commercials when you're watching Sunday football? It'll be like, yeah. I see you watch a game on CBS. Yeah, and Bob Hart's Abishola. That's exactly what I'm thinking about. And I'm just like, this can't be real. It's real. Like, TV was not this bad when we were watching cable TV. That's fucking insane. And also, I'm thinking the other shows, like HBO has John Oliver, right? Yeah. Who I think they, is actually entertaining. He's funny. I yeah. think he's, he's got I Trump derangement syndrome, but he's able to shine through. He's, he's funny. Yeah. Right, but like that would be a network that would allow a more, or you would think would allow a more like racy take on on some things, maybe a little more controversial. But he really just talks about the same things that Kimmel and Myers and Noah and all of them talk about. He's a little more unhinged because yeah, it's a little HBO, less refined. Yeah, but it's the same thing. And uh, Bill Maurer, like whatever, Bill Maher. Whatever, Dumar, whatever his name is, he is he's he's pretty far left, right? I mean, no, yeah, he, he he shits on both sides. He he does shit on both sides, but he would definitely identify more as left, right? Yeah. So like yeah. every one of these late night shows, they're all really cut from the Dude, same. Cloth. No, nobody in Hollywood is allowed to be anything other than left. They're not allowed. You're right. Yeah, they're it's, not allowed. It's the culture shunned, banned, so Did, fucked up. You know yeah, what I was thinking really of the is. SNL skit, like. Could you imagine if Trump had some of the gaffes and stuttering moments and brain farts oh that Biden God. had? It would be on every SNL skit for the year. Have we seen one SNL skit or somebody roast Biden? No, they had the Jim Carrey playing who would like run around the stage, you know what I mean, and be wacky and funny. Like, no, the guy is like fucking half Senile. dead, dude. <laughs> He's talking yeah. about black people playing with his hair and his legs in the swimming pool. How <laughs> that can was we fucking not years ago. That would, be, that would be comedic gold if they did something with something like that. Dude, it'd, it'd be funny. It'd, it'd be it's great. a layup. Yeah. But they yeah, can't. That's why they won't do it. We don't watch any of this shit. Dude, you, can, you can barely write like in major publications negative things about yeah. you know, uh, Democrats. Oh, yeah. Now, did you hear the, the whole thing about the Washington Journal? Washington. Hey, Washington Journal. My job. <laughs> Washington Journal uh, op-ed about how they think Joe Biden, Dr. Joe. Oh, Biden I heard about it. Dude. The fact that Doctor. it was a national headline for three Dr. days Joe is Biden. ridiculous. Dude, everyone lost their mind on the left. Yeah. It, it was also it was a ridiculous article to write. Who cares? But, yeah, but the but the reaction was was absurd. fire. You know, shun. Banned for life. He was a feminist. He yeah. was. Oh, it's yeah. It's just, it was no, it was nauseating. I couldn't even give that article attention or that whole the reaction to the article. I again, say. couldn't even give it attention. Yeah. Again, it, it's just like the the notion of the most inclusive, loving, caring party, right? Will not let you think anything other than what they think. Yeah, they're and if full you don't of shit. think of the same as them, then. You're fucked. Well, guys, at least we can take some solace in the fact that at least they're they're um, talking about Cuomo's sexual harassment allegations. Yeah, yeah it's, like it's, I, it's been all over I, the yeah. news, right? <laughs> oh at least God. they've been talking about that. Oh wait, no, they haven't. I checked <laughs> every day. Hasn't even made a blip on I've the checked radar. CNN's app every single day. I've gone on Google. I've typed it in. 
several times. Not one thing. It's such a fucking embarrassment. Not one thing. Absurd. Oh. You, know, you know what I saw today, that which is pretty nauseating on MSNBC. So it was Bernie talking about trying to. So you, I think we mentioned it last I week. I think Can't I have mention. this clip for you, so I'll get it ready. Okay. Yeah. So it's him and Josh Hawley. What they're trying to do is pass a standalone stimulus act, uh, a stimulus check in an, a bill. So saying no excuses. This isn't tied to anything else. I want to see every person in the Senate tell their constituents how they feel about this. Vote yes or no. You have to vote. That's what they're trying to pass or bring to the floor. So he's on MSNBC, and the commentator goes, well, Mr. Sanders, philosophically, well, don't, don't. I disagree with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we get the clip. Yeah, is, that, is that the same clip you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, this, this is it. American people, the working Now, and, and, and this was crazy to me, right, because this is MSNBC, the most far-left, you know, major news yep. network there is, right? And Bernie, at least to us, right, is as liberal as they come. Yeah. And, and this is, this is the, the conversation. People are now experiencing unemployment high. We have a record level of hunger in America. Millions of people are facing evictions. This is an emergency. Congress has got to respond aggressively to help working families. You know, Stephanie, I always get a kick. Here in Washington, when we go to war, there's endless amounts of money. Tax breaks for billionaires, endless amounts of money. Corporate welfare, endless amounts of money. When children are going hungry in America today, suddenly we don't have enough money. That's crap. That's wrong. And if we have got to stay here throughout Christmas, which is the last thing in the world that I would want to do, we are going to stay here because we are going to make sure that struggling working families in this country get the help they desperately need. Pause for a second. I'm not agreeing with you fundamentally. The fact that that's a radical opinion and not a popular opinion in D.C. is disgusting. Right, because it's a popular opinion everywhere else. But for any person I don't think you there's a single American. America. Nope. I don't care how much money you make. You would agree that people need help now. If people have their children and families starving, yes, we should make sure they don't starve to death in the most powerful, rich country in the history of the world. Right. That's, and, an ex- and, that's an extreme and, opinion right now. Right. And to Bernie's point, you know, there's always money for other, you know, the Wall Street bailouts. Yep. Like, I guess th- their claim would be, you know, it was basically free money. I'm sure, I, don't, you know, I don't think they asked for any interest back in return, but. You know, still the money was there all of a sudden, and now. How about the hundreds of billions we spend on new fighter jets every year to give <laughs> fucking these new Raytheon contracts? Right, and like all these things that they're bringing up, like for for the new stimulus package, like you know the PPP program, helping small businesses, like these things are good. I mean, let's, you know, we we can't yeah. argue that, but. Those things, as good as they are, they're going to help those individuals. But what would be the best thing to help? everybody at the same time stimulus checks it's an immediate injection of cash into your wallet so even if you have a failing business or a business has closed down at least you're getting a check for twelve hundred dollars or more depending on how many kids you have and that's an immediate help but for some reason nobody wants to talk about that except two fucking people out of how many senators out of out of 100 and how many how many people from the house 435 plus 438 plus three from DC. So 500 out of 538 people, there are two people. 
talking about we're willing to act to stand up and for americans unbelievable right. so this is this is her reaction because we are going to make sure that struggling working families in this country get the help they desperately need senator i'm not agreeing with you fundamentally but i want to talk to you practically you've been the lead sponsor of 422 bills during your 30 years in congress but only seven of them have, have become law given that record and how dire things are as you just laid out do you need to find another lane or take a different approach here <laughs> that was her response to what he, bernie just said so and, she's just like using his his record of passing bills against him pretty much yeah. because and, the democratic establishment doesn't want stimulus checks right so they, they gave her that for why who knows man it makes no sense i can understand why the right wouldn't want it the same reason they wouldn't from asking for 3.2 trillion to settling for 180 billion in three months so so tied the the part i was going to say earlier that i saw a commentary video on this so guess what nancy pelosi's record is in the same uh, exact record as bernie sanders identical dude what do you think that woman would say the host of msnbc about nancy pelosi Thank master negotiator yeah right? she, that's that's what she's known for right they wouldn't i don't I don't, I don't know how bernie puts up with this shit without losing his fucking mind i just think he's old dude he doesn't understand what's going on around him you don't think so <laughs> no dude he's, he's old been as a, fuck he's been a champion of the people like this literally for since he was a mayor yeah yeah i just think dude, he just doesn't he doesn't get it he's just an old man yelling at a you know tv you know what <laughs> I mean? think maybe you're right. old man yells at cloud yeah. at this point he doesn't have enough horsepower to, to yeah. do anything to make a difference no no so that's, that's what i think he's just you know a little old fool who you know is trying his best and just getting yeah, but crushed. <laughs> it's a it's a good point. Adam brought up like why would the Democratic establishment not? Want... I don't think they don't want it. I don't, they just I don't... they just want to pass the current deal without slowing it down. Right. They're just they just not... want a deal. They want to win. Right. They need to win. Exactly. That that's what it is. Right there is in the negotiation. They need to win. One at one in the hand, two in the bush. But instead, there's nine hundred billion at hand and. 3.2 trillion in the bush. <laughs> That's two episodes hey, in a row that we've heard that. We, we should we should be um, now. This is like a week old, so I don't know. Maybe you guys have seen it, but um, we played a clip of Biden um, last week, and you know it was just kind of like, dude, you just said a lot of words. What are you going to actually do? All right? Do you guys see that Joey's got a plan? No, no. I haven't seen his plan. Little Joey. Now, this is in regards to COVID-19, right, and the pandemic response. He has a plan put together. Oh, is it the 100-day plan? So, 100 days, right? He says, today I'm announcing uh, key COVID-19 priorities for the first 100 days. He's announcing that. He had to officially come out and tweet this. Because if you don't announce it, it's not real. Right. So and the first th hundred days, like historically, that's like big for a president since yeah. FDR. That's huge. Yeah. And I'm going to mention three things of those three things. What is not happening right now? <laughs> Everyone wears a mask, hundred million vaccinations, reopen the majority of schools with these steps. 
we can change the course of the disease and change life in America for the better. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty discouraging. 20,000 people retweeted that. 127,000 people liked that. What? I mean, that, that's literally, he's, so he's going to do nothing. <laughs> so well, Right. So the one thing that isn't happening, right, is everyone's not wearing a mask. You still have those people out there, right? What are you going to fucking do about that, Joe Biden? Absolutely nothing. We, we could not have a, a mask. We could things, not have a president it. and those three things would happen. Correct. The White House could be mothballed and those three <laughs> things would still happen. Correct. If the, everything went on as it is constituted now, we have 100 million vaccinations. Yeah, they're like, already on. It's already, <laughs> it's already in production. We're rolling. Trucks rolling. Oh my Reopen God. a majority of schools. Joe, who's closing the schools? Democratic governors. Do you really think you're going to convince Democratic governors to do that and then withstand the backlash of the alt-left? No. So, exactly. Like, I, I just laughed. I was like, dude, like, that almost seems like a parody account. You know what I mean? Like, tweeting something just to be funny. Well, to, to some people, it's a parody account. But to others, it was like, finally, way to, way to act, this... president-elect is everything the soul i he, you can just feel the soul <laughs> oh, of america feel just it. being repaired Rise up. did uh did you guys see those like videos leaking over the last week or so of, i guess they got audio recordings from a couple biden meetings and it's coming out that he's actually a huge asshole yeah dude oh i heard that yeah well, so, that's so thing, like, dude he's old he just yeah He's they old and grumpy. Quick, you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what they Short were saying. Fuse. So he's like, he plays Uncle Joe or like Cousin Joey, whatever <laughs> it is, whatever they call him, in front of the camera. This like lovable personality hugs everybody. And they said in, in real life, he's got the shortest temper. You just say one thing and just snaps on you. Yeah. yeah. Kind of crazy. I, I thought he was a good guy. He doesn't even believe in the soul of America. Oh, he, he, might, he might be a good guy. He's just fucking old. Jared dude. just like, makes an opinion on a couple of random recordings. He doesn't believe in America. Could you imagine being that fucking old, dude, and being the having to be the president of the United States? Like he can, he no, struggles no. to put coherent sentences together to form a paragraph without either like stuttering, losing his train of thought. Like, and imagine yeah. the pressure he's going to be under and the pressure he has been under throughout the campaign trail, you know what I mean? Leading all the way up to this, like that's got to take a fucking toll on you quickly. I he's mean, there's, there's interactions I'll have with my dad and he's 60 where I'm like, Oh God, he's going to be in a rough spot in a few years where I'm like, he's not really knowing what's going on. Not that he's like super old and by any means generally he's active, he's healthy and all that. It's like, oh, God, I wouldn't trust him with a whole lot in a couple of years. Imagine 20 years after that and say, go run the free world. Well, and that's the thing. How old's Biden? 77? Something like that. 77, 78. What, what are most people who are 78 doing? Getting ready to go to a nursing home. Well, yeah, some people are, <laughs> I guess. But I would say like some people are sitting on their couch. Are watching, watching. They're watching TV. They're, you know... Probably the only time they leave the house 
maybe golfing or go to the grocery store. Right. You need to have age limits in politics. But, and I think that's, I mean, if you, I, I don't have the numbers to back this up, but if you look at, and obviously this has to do with like life expectancy and stuff and how obviously long people live. But if you look at the first presidents and work your way up to now, I bet there'd be a very dramatic trend yeah. of people. I mean, JFK was an outlier. Obama was an outlier. Like the people being that young, being in the, that position of power. This was, I, I, can, I can tell you right now, if we went back to the Constitutional Convention and when they were deciding on how they're going to elect the president, I'm pretty sure they did not expect a almost 80-year-old person, which at that time was considered to be an outlier for someone who would live that long, running the free world, having the launch codes. Dude, not like, just an 80-year-old president. Everybody in power in D.C. is geriatric. They're all 75 plus. They're all Q-tips. They all have no, so to go full circle to all of our points earlier about how everything in the world now is digital, runs off the internet, connected, everything that's relevant. These people don't even know how the internet works. Idea, the impact of technology on the world and it's everything and they run the world. It's very, I mean, it, and I, it, made, it made me think of, remember that, that thing that Pelosi, that yeah, that 535. Hey, person. we're not going to talk about that. I don't want to put it out in the airways too many times, <laughs> set off some flags. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're you don't right. want to, you don't want them to see you when you're coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the, um, you know, we, we talked about Pelosi who was bringing up the idea of, you know, adding to, I think the 23rd or 24th, whichever amendment had to do with, you know, 25th, the 25th amendment having to do the line of secession and pretty much amending what made a president like other than dying, like we need to maybe revisit, you know, yeah. what if this president just mentally can't handle it. And at the time I'm thinking, Oh man, this is like her plotting like an overthrow so she can get her, her, her buddy Kamala and, in the Oval Office, but now I think about it, it's kind of legitimate. Like I, I can understand yeah, why people would want that. And and it, oh, it's it insane took, that you would elect someone with the mental right. fragility a, of exactly. That and age. again, like we know why he got there in the first place. You know, he was handpicked, just like Hillary was handpicked and all that, and everyone backed her blindly. But I don't, don't think that's you know maybe maybe they should amend the 25th amendment and maybe say if this guy is it's just a very difficult very thing to to tell you know a, what i mean and like, it's a very not rely PC. on one test it's kind of like taking your the keys away from a grandmother yeah, or a grandfather right. like yeah that's you why you just kind really... of set a term like an age limit yeah Right, like we have an age like you have you have to be 35 or older you know they say 35 or older maybe they just say can't be, be over maybe, 70 Sure. I, I, I mean, love that, dude. Would love that would be that. great. It should be for that and for Congress. Yes. No I more 40-year Congress members. I'm right. sure that there's... Who are somehow worth tens of millions of dollars only working as public servants their yeah. whole career. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the science out is, is saying out there. I would imagine that as you get older, things start to go away. And, and we know that on a basic sense. But this guy's making some very important decisions, or he's going to be. And the guy, like you said, can't put sentences together on a consistent basis. And it's worrisome. I mean, I think, I think we can all agree. Like someone who's that old should not be in that position of power. And like you said, Jared, that goes for everybody on Capitol Hill. Yeah. 
Jared, are you going to take the vaccine? Did we talk about that? We I think did. last time we talked about it, I said, like, I wouldn't be in a rush. I would really want other people mind, to take Adam, it. Midway through the episode. Did he change his mind? Yeah, did well, we convince him that he was I don't remember we – well, I remember Jared's initial take was, I'm not going to take it, but I want all of you to take it kind of thing. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. I think you may have swayed a little more towards our direction of taking it. Yeah, like, it. I'm not against it. Like, if somebody knocked on my door tomorrow with the vaccine, I would take it. But, like, I'm just not really in a rush. I'd rather have other people take it first. Like prisoners? Ooh. Good. You see I what like, uh, I, like, I like? Yeah, I like where this is going. You see no. what your, your, your governor, Charlie Baker's plan is for the vaccine distribution? Charlie Baker, same don't for, get Same me for Raimondo, Ty. Ty, Ty Raimondo has the same plan. To vaccinate prisoners. So, They're the first people to get it. No. Okay, the, uh, yeah, so... Yeah. So they're in phase. So I'm so I'm just going off of Rhode Island's plan. Like it's like four phases. Is the one in Massachusetts like in phases? Yeah. Tie? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, in Rhode Island, the incarcerated are in phase two along with me, which I found very odd. But they should be the fucking last ones. But they're first in Massachusetts. I didn't know that. I, I haven't read the article, so I'm going yeah, off. So I'm looking at it right, right now. Prisoners to get first wow. crack of coronavirus vaccine under Charlie Baker's plan. I, I wonder if that's being driven Herald. by the, the prison industrial complex. Well, it's just the whole narrative of they're the most vulnerable. I get it, that, but there's also must be dollars and cents behind that or else because there's no fucking hearts for these people. You can't say that, though. They'll decry you and say you're inhumane and. Well, that's. I mean, that's a good moral conversation. Maybe we should save it for next time. What type of rights do you think prisoners should have? Federal prisoners, or not federal prisoners? What do they call those when it's like a serious crime? I mean, I don't know. I think not, if they committed federal crimes, I, no, I it's not. It's not that. Is. It's a specific term. Felony. Felony. That's what I was oh. looking for. Felons. Oh, okay, felons. Yeah. So we can, um, we can table that. But, yeah, I'm not okay yeah. with Governor Baker prioritizing that over grandma and the nurses. Right. So, like, according to it's Rhode Island's, I have, I have Rhode Island's plan right here. So it's not as radical as that one. They're not in phase one. Phase two they would be in, which is over young adults, children, workers in critical industries, and anybody else that wasn't mentioned. And they're in the same group as teachers, critical workers in high-risk settings, you know, and, and, and other older adults i did i that that did strike me that's that's the first thing i noticed ty it's funny you brought that up because that's the first thing i said to myself I was like wow people in prison are going to get this over that's absurd follow the rules and i wonder what their rationale is behind doing that i'm sure it is a it's, covid cesspool that's exactly it and yeah, they had to let a lot that, of people that's the only thing i could think is because of how crammed that's, those that's environments why. are yeah but still, I mean, but all right. So what's your opinion on that, Ty? I mean, About, it's fucking bullshit. I would okay. fucking riot. <laughs> so like, that's the thing. Like, I don't think that's a good reason. Like, yeah, they're in a cesspool, but they put themselves for the most part in that cesspool. So why should they get that over some people that are our grandparents age? Like why, why should they contributing for society? I, I honestly think the real answer is there's something tied to the, 
prison unions, so where the security guards, et cetera, and these for-profit prison companies are some of the largest donors in politics. And my guess is right now, because they've had to let so many people out of prison for nonviolent crimes because of COVID, they're probably hurting for money. So they probably have some type of deal saying, hey, Governor Baker, we are one of your biggest donors every campaign season, et cetera. Here's what we need. And he says, all right, I got you. I think I, I, that's the only way that makes sense. I suppose. Still yeah, bullshit, I mean, which, Yeah, it's still no, it's still total, total bullshit. No, it's not. It doesn't I mean, make it any more right. If the gar- if the workers in there received it in phase two, like Emma yeah, and I have a friend fair. who works at a prison in Massachusetts. I want him to get it, especially when he's in close quarters with all those people. But for the actual incarcerated to get that before any before some people, before any people really is is fucking wild. So yeah, whatever deal they had must be a good deal. Clearly, if they're moving that power up the list. What do you guys think Speaking of? Um, to- God. As I say, speaking to governors, I'm pretty sure I saw um, either yesterday or the day before that New York shut down indoor dining following California's yes. yeah. lead. And I saw a poor noise rant. Mayor Walsh said today, Boston's mayor, they shut down gyms, theaters, museums, and if things do not improve drastically, restaurants will be shut down next. So what do you think about that? Let it, let it begin. Let it begin. What do you think? Obviously, I think it's not okay. I mean, I'm so far beyond the it's not okay point of these just power-tripped, egotistical governors and these and mayors in these liberal states. Like, it's, it's, it's almost they're following the opposite of the data and the science. Where We see states like Texas and Florida and other ones where the world is not ending. Those, those hospitals are not any more overrun than our hospitals, and they've opened things responsibly. Do we know that? I'm not hearing it in the news that they are. I would assume if it was that bad that they, that'd be frontline news. These Republican states. I think there states. are parts of Texas that are, and there are certainly. But, but, but even like, I'll is. use Dallas and Austin as an example. Dallas and Austin have remained open responsibly, right? Like mm-hmm. Chris talked about last week in Nashville wear a mask, do what you need to do, be responsible and safe. Like that is the only path forward with the logic and science weighing the economic trade-off and the, the lives trade-off we're throwing all that out the window for fear-mongering and for these guys to have power like there's just no there's no rationale behind it in my mind anymore i can't understand why they're doing what they're doing science right i'm not seeing a ounce of science they're giving us to explain this look, shit. look at this science so this came out with, which was, I, I thought was insane, I couldn't understand it, with the announcement that NYC was clo- closing down indoor dining again. Okay, so let's see. I have uh, a data set that shows it's 46,000 data points, um, and it is giving me the percentage, right? It's a bunch of categories here. Um, about like how, right, and where you get, um, you know, can contract the virus the most, right, based on data. So what did we say? They closed restaurants and bars, uh, gyms, right? What else? Theaters, museums, movie theaters, pretty much everything other than, are you talking New York right now or or Massachusetts? Just like in general, you know. Yeah, so pretty much all that stuff. Yeah, 
Okay, so give me an idea of a percentage. How, you know, what do you think the percentage of, uh, you know, contracted cases is in this data set for, say, restaurants and bars? Three and a half percent. Adam? Call it five. You know, that seems high. I'm just going to go high. Five. 1.42%. Wow. Yeah, totally believe it. There's no science being used in these decisions anymore. It, it, it's fucking insane. I, I don't, don't even see it. gyms on here. Sports is 1%. Gyms, 0.06%. What do you think's the highest? Social gatherings at home or churches. Good call. Household gatherings. Yeah. Give me a percentage. 76. Did you look at this beforehand? No, I'm guessing. <laughs> 73.8%. Yeah, I totally believe it, man. And so this is, in fact, the opposite of science and math. That's what all these business owners are saying is they're like, this is not okay. Show us the science at least tell us why you're doing this as you're taking away our livelihood and the food on the table for our family. Yeah. And, and so it's just, I, why is nobody talking about this? Like if, if it were one thing, if I just read to you the opposite, right? That 73% yeah. were happening in restaurants and bars. Okay. Seems to be a serious, serious problem. But now we're just going to close everything and force everybody to go back home and we know the attitude at this point we're sick of it we did it already for the month we had to lock down yeah i mean things got better they got worse again and nobody is interested in doing a lockdown so what do you think people are going to do they're going to have household gatherings big time yeah Uh, maybe that's the reason they're doing what they're doing is because you can't stop somebody from having a gathering at their house, right? You're not going to stop it. You can't go door to door. So it's just a window dressing. They're doing what they can. Yeah, they're doing what they can trying to act like they're helping. And they're they're doing so much more harm than they will ever, ever acknowledge. I I, I would honestly, if I were to try and quantify it, and this is just a guess, I would say 100x the amount of damage you're doing by making these implementations and restrictions versus the good you're doing a hundred times worse than it is good. And so on, again, on the cesspool that, that is Twitter, you will see if you look in the comments section under some of these announcements that are, you know, Hey, we're locking it down or Hey, we're closing down indoor dining. There are so many people saying this is the right thing to do. You know, you should be mad at Congress for not providing the, the stimulus and the money. It's like, those are two totally separate things. I don't think they're totally Without, separate. Well, they're, they're separate in the sense that, you know, you can't lock down or you can't close businesses without stimulus. We've said that. And then yeah. now they're doing, not only are they doing that, they're closing businesses, you know, and, and just killing generations of families from an income standpoint, from a livelihood standpoint that transmit like 1%, 2% compared to indoor social gatherings. Yeah. Like you said How last time. does that time, make any treating, sense? It doesn't. They're it treating doesn't. us like children. They, they don't trust us to make choices. 
but they know that they're looking at the data. So it's just, I think to your point, Jared, it's, I have to do something. I have to at least say I did something. So I'm going to close everything that I have, you know, in my power to close. Yeah. Like you said, they can't, you know, as far as I, as far as I know, like legally, they can't, you can't get arrested <laughs> for having people at your house. Right. If, if it gets that bad, we're in trouble. Yeah, that, that's confirmed. You cannot. So I, it just, I, I can't believe nobody's talking about this. This and, is just as big of a problem to me as is the, the non-stimulus because they're I, doing I, I think this. it's more important, more important. Yeah, it's just, it's fucking. Like the, these governors, they, they don't want to be the governor that does nothing. And like things get worse and they, and they were, they are on the record of not doing anything. They're to blame. Yeah, but I think if, you're totally right. If, if things are staying the same like they have been and getting worse and they are doing something, like you said, Ty, like, all right, I, I did something. If anyone goes back and does any fact-checking, I close this, I reduce capacity here. You can't say I'm not trying. Even if things don't, even if things would be exactly the same, if things were open, like you're saying, with the percentage that of of the virus that's actually being contracted at these public locations, at least they can say they they can lean on. Well, I close schools. Well, I. And if anyone attacks, and if anyone attacks them and says you you destroy, how do you feel about you, you destroying all these businesses? And she would just say, I was saving lives. Yeah, it's like that's I, all you cover. All you have to say. Yep. I was yeah. saying nobody can touch you. you one, nope. one could almost argue if the science supports it, shutting these things down and forcing more people to congregate inside where you're having everything spread. These decisions are going to make things could make things worse. And, and now this, you can't. No, no. And the same goes for right along that same exact line. I had, I had a, a clip. I don't know where the fuck it is, but it was just uh, a video of a small business getting a citation from these two they weren't cops they were like covid enforcers getting a citation for like being open after curfew and one of the patrons one of the customers is outside screaming at these people and they're like there are 500 people in costco right next door why are you here yeah nobody wants you here there are 500 and it's so true I just went to yeah. pick up at something at Target today. It is motherfucking packed. Yeah. They're shutting down small business. Again, what? What? How does that make any fucking and it's, sense? I think it's going to get a lot worse. I, I really do. I, 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 I think I told you and I texted Adam this weekend when I tried to go to the grocery store and there was a line around the building again like it was April, dude. I literally got hit with like a wave of PTSD again. I was like, we're back. We're, we're back to April where everything is a fucking ordeal that revolves around COVID now. Yep. It's just like, if, if, if that's already starting and the numbers are continuing to skyrocket, it's going to be a very rough December, January, February till, you know, these vaccines are getting distributed. I, I think it's going to be really rough till April. Yeah. I think you're right. I don't know what the fuck people are going to do. Like, obviously I, I have it easy compared to people who have a business and all that, but still you can't keep people trapped in their house for a year. Right. And not be able to, to do anything. No, I mean, it, there was there was obviously partial openings throughout the summer. And yeah, like, dude, like summer that. feels like, looking back on summer now, feels orgasmic. Like, I'm reminiscing on summer. Like, I'm reminiscing on climbing the Great Wall of fucking China. 
it felt so good to be outside yeah. and socializing again. Right. To be at bars with limited capacity. With a mask, to with be a divider. A mask. Like, that, it wasn't that great, we, but it we felt look back incredible. On that. Yeah, we look back on that as those times were amazing, and now we're right back in April. We're yep. pretty close to it. So, pretty damn close. Like, I, I don't know. Um, you know what? I think what annoys me, though, is, like, the takes on how awful America is because of how we treat COVID and how we feel about COVID. Like, like these thoughts that we're sharing now, people say like, you know, where, what's wrong with America that we can't just make the sacrifice and stay home and not go anywhere that, you know, it's, it's that mentality that we have. That is why we're like the worst performing country in the world. What do you I would love that? to. I would love to have a face-to-face conversation with those people, Joe Rogan style. Let's talk through this. So the the guy that said it. So I've been, you know, because I listen to Jerry Callahan. You guys know that, and he is like as alt right wing as it gets. He's insane, right? And so um, I I I don't listen to him because of that. Obviously, I listen to him because I love him. Um, but you know, so I'm trying to get like a totally different point of view, and so I've tried listening to. Pod Save America. I've heard good things. Okay. What's that? Go, all right. It's, re- it's it a, really popular. Give it a. I know it is, because they only think and say the things that you would expect. Yeah, I guess for right. former uh, who runs Obama. Yes. No, it's for guys. NPR. No. It's, no. They have their own media company. <laughs> One of the guys started okay. their own media company, but it's like four guys who were in the Obama administration, oh, like at, at like low sense. in low level positions. And so they only give you one frame of reference and, you know, they're smart guys and they know what they're talking about, but you know, they're just completely stuck in one ideology and can never leave it. Um, But, and so I I looked at one of these guys on Twitter and he quote tweets something that says from someone, uh, there are so many incredible quotes and anecdotes in this story, but this one, um, may be my favorite it's about australians willingness to follow covid rules and lockdowns and this guy from the podcast i listen to tweets not for the government for each other right and you know there are excerpts here that you know say you know have australians just saying like yeah we don't we don't make it political you know it's just not a big thing you know we just stay inside blah 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 um like and that just like annoys the shit out of me and because they don't want to acknowledge this and i i don't know if you guys remember this this was a while ago but this is what happens in australia in regards to covid if you don't follow the rules a pregnant woman has been charged with incitement after police raided her ballarat home the 28 year old live streamed her arrest on facebook after allegedly encouraging friends to attend a lockdown protest crime reporter lana murphy at three o'clock this afternoon, four detectives storm into a home. Now you're under arrest in relation to incitement. 
incitement. A young mother, still in her pyjamas, is cuffed. What on earth? Excuse me, what, what on earth? Slapped with a search warrant in front of her partner and young children. What's this? Ultrasound in an hour? Yeah, she's pregnant. But Ballarat detectives were determined to question Zoe Bueller after the 28-year-old allegedly created this Freedom Day Facebook event, asking her friends to remember the 5th of September. I wasn't breaking any laws by doing that. You are, that. actually. You are breaking all That's why I'm arresting you. In relation to... How can you arrest her? That's... my two children. The former cleaner turned candle maker has posted that COVID is a hoax and police allege she was behind an anti-lockdown demonstration similar to those planned in major cities across the world this Saturday. That's what the fuck happens to you. If, I didn't know Australia it was like that. I thought they you, were all chill you, there. No, dude. That, and especially not with this shit. Like I, I, I've been reading stories like throughout the whole pandemic about how, you know, they're one of the strictest places like in the world. Well, their numbers are like super, extremely, super low. Extremely, like extremely low. Like there's a right. reason obviously why so, the numbers right. are that low. But is that okay? Well, that just, no. It does, do low COVID numbers justify that? Why would you ever want to live in a place like that? Where you could be arrested yeah. for speaking your mind. Yeah, well, that's why America is the best. Although we do suck know, at managing but... COVID. There, there's so there's so many Minus people who, there's so many people who can't wait to say like how shitty our country is. Yeah, they're all saying that from their soapbox. It's the same privilege. people that said they were going to move right. when Trump got elected. Yeah, right. they've never struggled. They don't they don't know what struggle is. They've never traveled. Right. All right. So I got one last thing here. I'm going to hit you with. Um, and we got to do Adam's other um, top three. Question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will this will be a quick one. Just I couldn't couldn't let you guys get away with not hearing this. So, this is Jamel Hill and oh, Carrie Champion. Um, you know, both former, I think former at this point. I don't think Carrie Champion is still with uh, ESPN, but both former, you know, very prominent, I would say, like ESPN personalities, right, in, at, in their heyday. Uh, so, apparently, they now do a Vice show, and they're interviewing Jake Paul, who is like a former YouTuber turned boxer. Yeah. About yeah. the fight he had with Nate Robinson. For those who don't know, Nate Robinson is African American. So we're going to listen th to this clip and uh, I'll let you two react. To be honest, um, I, I almost started to protest this show because. Why? I I'll tell you why. And this is our question of the week. We saw what happened to Nate Robinson. So I'm going to ask Jake Paul right here in front of America. Jake, um, considering where we are right now in our racial conversation in America, was what you did to Nate Robinson racist? <laughs> that is the no. question of the week. Man. Nah, stop playing with me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jake, it's a sensitive time right now. We just had to witness a white man just knock a black man smooth out in front of all of America. So that's why I asked that. But just, just tell us about that that moment real quick because uh it looked like nate was asleep before so kind of seems like jamel's joking around a little bit there i think like having a vibe i got trying yeah. trying to have a little fun with it right um and this this is how the the episode ends let's start from the beginning okay first and foremost was it racist to knock a black man out 
That is the question of the no, week. No, stop asking me that. I said no. It's not racist. It's a shitty question. It's a sport. Why is it a shitty question? Do. Why is it a shitty question? Because it, how does this have anything to do with race? It, just, it doesn't. It's a At fine least. question. We got to wake you up. You got to be a part of this conversation. <laughs> That's right. Because like, if you can go from... Pe oh, oh. <laughs> He's oh. You know what? He just hit himself harder than Nate Robinson ever hit him. <laughs> I mean... Dude, this cringe. is cringe. I don't really know much of Carrie. Was it Washington? Yeah. I don't know much about her, but we all know Jamel Hill. She is the ultimate race monger. But she, I got to give her a little bit of credit. I feel like at least there she was. Well, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? That's what I mean. Like, that's how I've known her. And I'll, and like you said, she made a joke and kind of just kind of very steered away joke. from it. It was kind of lame, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. I, I mean, mean I mean, but but I don't know anything about this other person, but Jesus Christ, like, talk about making something out of absolutely nothing. Like, what do you want the guy to say? It's that's boxing. Brutal. That, it's like, that boxing. is the most unfair question that's ever been asked in human history. And just by asking that question, I'm sure that videotape went somewhat viral on that show. It doesn't even matter. It was not incited by Jake Paul. And I don't know, for everyone, what everyone tells me, he's kind of a scumbag. I don't know if that's true or not. But, he sounded like an absolute yeah. fool in that but interview. Like, just by being, <laughs> he is. Right. I'm sure he is. But just by being asked that question, he's already got a target on his back for not answering it. And like, just, just because someone asked him a question like that, which is such a ludicrous question to ask, that All just right. it pisses me off. I'm going to read you the, uh, the headline uh, and the lead that I've been uh, teasing here. Climbing roots are riddled with racist and misogynistic names. Meet the people trying to change it all. In one survey, 91% of climbers said they have come across a root name that they find offensive. That is an article of a fucking... That, that is the headline of a fucking article. Can you imagine... And these media companies wonder why they're drowning in... Nobody wants to subscribe to them because you get shit like that all day, every day. Imagine <laughs> they, being that they, easily offended. I, it's just mind-boggling. I'd be like me going and going to a Mexican restaurant. They got a thing on the menu called a gringo, and I need to write an article about it because I'm so offended. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then so, and then you would have hundreds and hundreds of people supporting you for writing that article, thanking me for my service, and telling me how much they sympathize and empathize with my pain. It's like that CNN journalist that said like, you know, journalists like writing a story. It's like firemen going into a burning building. Like I it's fucking hate like people that. so much, dude. All right. So, so listen to this. Ready? So th this guy quote seats this video that I'm about to play that ho hopefully Adam will appreciate because it's uh, a school board, a virtual school board meeting. And uh, this is in, uh, Falls Church, not sure what state it's in. Um, this guy comments on this video and says, uh, Fairfax County schools have uh, not been fully reopened, have reported an 83% increase in failing grades since going online, and their school boards are instead focused on this bullshit. So that, that's, that's a little teaser. But I will vote to change the names. I believe that at this time, in this place, it is the right thing to do. The critical moment for me was the presidential election. 
I know this is a nonpartisan board, but I hold political views, and those views are affected by my values, just as were the presidential candidates' views affected by their values. I was proud that in the Falls Church City, the Democratic candidate whose views favor equity and inclusion won with over 81% of the vote. However, outside of Falls Church, approaching half the country voted for the other candidate. That candidate put children in cages. He said there were good people among the white supremacists marching in Charlottesville. He stoked division at every turn. I am appalled both by his behavior and what the vote means for the country. I feel the need, both personally and in my capacity as a member of the Falls Church City School Board, to help change our course and do more for diversity and inclusion. We need to fight inequality and racism with action. We need, as we are, to reform curriculum and work to educate students to understand the meaning of history, not just through the experience of the privileged, but the underprivileged as well. We need to pursue, as we are, a diversity, equity, and inclusion policy for our schools that unites us and specifies further action. And last, we need to speak out. Although actions matter more than words, words matter. By having schools named for George Mason and Thomas Jefferson, we are making a statement, and I think we should make a different statement. We should instead make a statement that we believe all people are created equal. Thomas Jefferson wrote almost those very words, and we can better live up to the goal he set by no longer having a school named for him. But I would... Could you imagine having to sit through meetings with that guy? What a squid. Ugh. All these people must have been the biggest losers ever. Oh, I mean, if you could see up. this guy, this guy absolutely was. Yeah. Like, I don't think these people aren't even worth my cognitive bandwidth with their retarded ideas. Part of the <laughs> use of the R word. I think he's used it almost once every other show yeah. at this point. Either that or gay, you say one of them. We have to keep it spicy. I mean, isn't that embarrassing and fucking cringeworthy that that's what the school board's time is being spent on? Yeah, I mean, if, if him, I want to... him, him lecturing them on why Democrats are better than Republicans and about how they need to take yeah. action and change the name of the school. It's extremely cringeworthy and, and not that I don't think conversations related to like changing a curriculum and altering that stuff are not important, but it's definitely not the priority right now. Because at this very moment. At this very moment and for a while now, it's not going to be a priority because we have schools closing. We have state governments who are not giving the schools the resources like these, these school, school board Kids meetings being the be, ones getting fucked over. Yeah. 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 They, they are. It, it sucks. And like these boards should be lobbying to get assistance from their states to support them so that you don't have governors like fucking Gina Raimondo, you know, shaking her head at schools for shutting down, which is what we've done. I mean, I, I think I told you guys we're full remote until January and Ramundo went on the airwaves and said, you know, I hope you, I hope you, um, school districts that have closed down, know what you're, know the impact that you're having on our kids. And there's a little divisiveness between, uh, local leaders. 
Yeah. I mean, and, and it, that pissed me off. That pisses me off to no end because there, she sends us, she, they're sending us to war without any weapons. Like they're asking us to meet all these goals and stuff, but they're not giving us any help to contact trace and all. And I don't want to get off. I know this has nothing to do with what Ty asked, but to, but to, to prioritize that stuff over the ongoing attendance problem, there are kids that have still not been able to have any contact with teachers because no, no one's getting back to them. People need to be sent to their homes to figure out what the hell's going on to assist them during this, through this really tough time with education, trying to learn from a computer screen in your bedroom, which is, you know, as glamorous as it sounds at times, it probably sucks for them. These are the conversations that need to be had, not about changing the name to a fucking school. Like Just this like guy should be changing fucking the name fired. of the Indians and the Redskins. Man, exactly. Nobody wants to have tough conversations. Nobody no. wants to do the work. Everybody, you, you know, it's, it's very easy to get the brownie points when you say our yep. school shouldn't be named after Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, well, everyone, that, everyone does the, the golf thing. clap. Yep. It's like, well yep. done. You get well the done. Twitter applause. Yep. Like this guy was doing that for the Twitter applause. Yeah. And, and by Twitter sure applause, I mean the, the applause, right, of A, feeling good about himself. He feels better about himself because he's, yep. you know, he, he, I mean, he said it as much. These people think it's like a personal crusade to teach children why Democrats are better than Republicans. So bad. And convolute their minds to think that, you know, Republicans are racist. Like that's detrimental to, you know, kids' growth, right? And yep. as it relates to, you know, how po uh, politics work in this country. Republicans are not racist because they're Republicans. There are certain people that happen to have an R in front of the world that are, I'm sure are racist, just like the same way on the other side. And that's not what's being taught to our kids in some of these schools and a lot and, of these colleges. And, I, and like I told you guys, like that's a perfect example of what you played. Like the influencing of young minds in a negative way happens every day. People throw their personal agendas at them. They say, screw what, screw what they should be learning. I'm going to tell them what I think and how I think is the way that you should think. Right. And when you're 11 or 12 years old, you're very impressionable at that age. And you're going to go home and you're going to, you know, you're, you hear it five times, you know, five days a week for an entire school year. It ends up, you know, marinating and eventually some of these kids just buy what these guys are saying. So I, I don't know what position that person was in terms of an, like an educator, administrator. I don't know, but that's that, that guy's doing a disservice to kids. He's doing a disservice to his profession. It's the I same think. thing we talked about with Gina closing businesses and just being able to fall back on I'm saving yeah. lives. It's, it's a cover your ass move. Yep. Th th this guy now you would think, right? Like there's got to be at least some people on the screen here, members of the school board that don't feel the same way this guy does. Not that they don't think the conversation is important, but that this is not the time to be discussing changing the name of a school and spending our time talking about this right now. This is not priority number one, but no. they can't say it because you're going to face insane backlash if you call someone out after what that guy just said, you'll be called a racist. You know, you'll be called a, a bigot, a xenophobe. And, but it, it, the other way around, right. Which would be just as bad if he was like talking about election fraud on this school board meeting and how concerning it is. Right. And how they, you know, they need to do something about it at the local level. 
I'm just making shit up. Yeah, yeah. That would be just as fucking insane and scary. Be like, whoa, 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 what the fuck is going on in these meetings? And everyone would speak up against that. No one would hesitate. That Zoom meeting would be over in fucking five seconds, as it should. And no, nobody will speak up against this guy because if you say, if it has anything to do with race, you, you, you can play that shield and no one can say shit. Yeah. And he's going to go to bed. He, go, he went to bed that night. I'm sure he felt he was, pretty damn good about himself. Oh, my God. He had a massive pan, pants scent the whole he's night. He's covered. His ass is covered. He's good. He was probably pulling a tubing on that fucking Zoom call while he was doing that. <laughs> Just awful. Yeah. Just awful. So, All right, boys. We're, get, we're getting late. We're two hours and 15 in. All right. All right. Well, how about this? How about this? We can forego my segment. We can push it to next yeah, well, week. Let's start with it because I think it was, it was a good one. It was a but tough one. I, we do have the picks. Who's, oh, you're up again. We've gone, around the, we've gone around the bases. And we got nothing to show for it. So we're starting over again. All right. Unbelievable. So I got my picks. Go. Okay. Kansas City at New Orleans. Kansas City's minus three. I'm taking them at minus three. Because I think Drew Brees comes. He's supposed to come back. Right? I'm not sure. I think he's supposed to. But even with Taysom Hill there, I mean, you saw it the other, like the game against the, the Eagles. I mean, the Eagles have been shitty all year, and they haven't been great on defense. I know Jalen Hurts came in and played well on offense. So you're them, picking the Chiefs to beat the spread, cover the spread, right? I'm picking them to cover the spread. Okay. Minus three. I think they can do that. They're, they're road dogs at this point. Road dogs. Sorry, they're road favorites, I should say. They're road favorites, but. Yes. So we got KC minus three. Um, we're, t- we're taking another dog. Well, this one is a, a road dog. I'm mixing up my dogs. But dog. Philadelphia at Arizona. Red is six and a half. I'm taking Philly plus six and a half. Ooh, you like because the little Jalen Hurts action. I just, I mean. Tale of two mobile quarterbacks. Game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was great. No. But he was, but he ignited the team. I mean, the, like, the, they were a what 10 point dogs in that game against um new orleans i mean like they look like a totally different squad so i think and the cardinals haven't looked great this year i mean yeah their dd is trash yeah they and and you know the offense has been stagnant and philly's got a decent defense so i'm taking philly there plus six and a half okay i think they cover and the last game sorry ty miami new uh new england miami is two and a half point favorites i'm taking miami to cover the spread and yeah Miami's looks good. Yeah. It looked really Dude, good. We are one of the worst offenses I think ever put on a fucking football field. At least in the game of modern football where you're supposed to yeah. throw the ball. Right, right, right. Cam and his good running game, but yeah, they're up there. Holy Christ. I, yeah. So I, so I don't have any problem with that. I feel pretty decent about that one. But then again, you this know, we haven't, done, the game. we haven't done so well. And um, I was saying this to Emma, like, because when, when the uh, Chiefs didn't cover last week and that, that, you know, stuck a fork in our chances of winning any money, it made me think what, what you said, Jared. Like, there are people that do this every week and put down a lot more Thousands money than $15. Dollars. And people who don't have the money. Yes. Usually people those are people that People who should not bet. be spending that. 
yeah. thousands I mean, of dollars. You have your Portnoy's out there who who have the pack, the, have the capital to back it up. But we most also have don't. Marty Mush, and I bet you Marty Mush <laughs> barely has two nickels to rub together. Yeah, and he's betting hundreds at a time. So those are our picks: Casey minus three, Philly plus six and a half, and Miami minus two and a half. Come on, give us one, baby. Give us one. We need one. We need one. Over three. We if need this one. if this one hits, I might get into sports betting. Let's go. That's all we need is one, boys. The gateway hey, drug, baby. You just need to win one to win a hundred. You lost forty-five between the last three weeks. You're up. <laughs> you're up fifty-five. <laughs> this is exactly what happens right here. You can get it all back. I just need one. I just need. Let's one get it all days. back and then some. Then you play with house money. I love you guys.